Greetings and salutations, and welcome to Flintlocks and Fireballs, where a handful of mad actors will attempt to survive the treacherous wilds of Dungeons and Dragons. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Jason Phelps, and I am joined as ever by Robbie, Ecstasy of the Geese, Bellacon, Sam, Geese on Ecstasy, Burns, and Ellie, Ecstasy Geese, Sparrow. <laughs> Today's three have been submitted by uh, Valeria, sorry, Valeria Messalina, uh, hmm. at Vipera Messalina on Twitter. Uh, one of our stowaways, Aww. who apparently says that this came from the best hand of Cards Against Humanity they've ever played. Excellent. Yeah. Ecstasy Geese. Yes. Yeah. Honk. I tried to honk. With, I tried to honk with ecstasy. I'm not sure if it worked. <laughs> honk. Mm, I think Jason nailed it. Was, was yeah. that? How? I can't remember what I did for the cave horror voice. Like, <laughs> something like that, wasn't it? Yeah. It was Zanny having a bad day. <laughs> Zanny. Well, yes. limbs bleeding. It was that one. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I now use that voice in Agent Venture to be the head of security. Head of security is just Pantalone. I'm very versatile as an actor. <laughs> I miss that voice. That is a good voice. Oh, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> if it hasn't come up... Not the... sure a soul alive talks like this, if I'm honest. <laughs> oh, I don't know. There, there is. A, I, I swear I've heard actual people talk like that. Actually, I think there was a lady in the yeah. charity shop where I used to live who talked like yeah. that. I think that's where I've got it from. Oh, like Debden. Yeah, in Debden. Yeah, I, yeah. I believe that in Debden. Yeah. I swear there was a lady in the charity shop who talked like that. She was awesome, <laughs> actually. She was really nice. Oh, the, um, yeah... If you haven't uh, somehow already heard on the messages from the present that we released in the past about Agent Venture, then I'm sure this will accompany what messages there are to be brought, future us, from the, wow, I'm fucking up the order of this, present. (laughs) And that will be it for announcements this time. Back from you, past Jason. This episode of Flintlocks and Fireballs is brought to you by you. As ever, a massive thanks to our crew members on the Flintlocks Patreon who help keep this ship sailing. There's a wealth of extra content and bonus features for patrons, including regular blog posts, extra stories narrated by the cast, artwork, and a monthly poll for the community to help design an element to go into the game. This week, the patrons appear to be voting on a monster. Perhaps a civilised monster. You can check it out at patreon.com slash flintlocksandfireballs. Link in the description. It's future Jason, with messages from the present. Once again, we are involved with the online group Heist Game, Agent Venture, where you and your socially distant friends can infiltrate a corrupt corporation's HQ with nothing more than a laptop and an internet connection, and indeed can attempt to infiltrate Episode 2, Cyborg Island. And in celebration of that, for the month of July, tickets for the first game, The Heist, are reduced to £10 or less. Check out the link in the description. And now, messages from the past. Over to you, the Jason that once was. I hope messages from the present went better than what just happened before them. (laughs) I mean, we say this as if there is a set form. Do it in the wrong order. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
We say this as if there is there was ever intended to be a set format. But there kind of is in a weird there way. There is after like a hundred and five episodes. Of a set format that the couple of times that we've had guests on, they've been kind of confused when we've done the intro because they're like, "This, <laughs> this is nonsense," but it feels like it's like very specific <laughs> nonsense, and I'm confused. It is specific <laughs> nonsense. I think I feel like this came about in episode one when we realised we'd probably have up to date messages, but no idea what they would be. Yeah, and yeah. just like maybe there'll be something. <laughs> yeah. I think in episode one we're like, here's some messages or an awkward silence. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I, don't I need we... to go back and listen. I don't think we even plan the so interludes. Weird. Like, there might be something or nothing. Oh, our sound quality was less good then as well. Really Last time was. I listened to episode one, I was like, wow, we're literally like banging microphones and stuff. We're hilarious. <laughs> oh, past us. We're so sorry. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Um,. Speaking of the past and episode one and all of that jazz, um, from our point in the timeline, episode 100 uh, released. Yeah, yesterday. Yesterday. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know so how much. to talk about that's, this. Like that's, a that's the main thing. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, community. Yeah, we were having a really shit day, and Twitter was horrible, yeah. and the world was horrible. And then all of a sudden, at seven o'clock when we released the episode, our Twitter just exploded with people tweeting, thank you, Flintlocks, at us on a hashtag. If you want to read the messages, have a look. They're lovely, honestly. Yeah. Like, they'll brighten your day like they did They brightened ours. Um, yeah. and it was an also, awful up to that point. <laughs> a load of lovely stowaways made us a song like they did for our 50th, um, where they sang yeah. like like a lot of the outro verses. Not all 100, but like pretty up fucking Up to close. either 73 or 75, I Something like that. No, I was counting the episodes in my head. I remember which episodes passed. Yeah. <laughs> so Aww. I'm reasonably sure we got to maybe 75. Mm. It was amazing and beautiful, and we love you all. Yeah, I'm welling up just thinking about that, actually. And yes. well done pulling off the Jimothy outro in that as well. Yes. That was like, there were a lot of highlights, but um, I'm glad yeah, you took I that special, all the way through that. Special that mention, made me so happy. It was great. Special mentions to the Jimothy outro, Rich as Olga. Yes. <laughs> was amazing. At Cornish Philosopher on Twitter, yes. Um, and uh, Sarah as Clara. Yeah, um, but all of you, seriously, it yeah. was all absolutely wonderful. We loved it. It's mad seeing yeah. people all over the world singing your theme tune for you. you. Brought us to tears. Yep. Yeah, many, literally. Many of them. Yeah. Mm. And on that cheerful note, speaking of tears, <laughs> <laughs> what? No. Oh why? shit! Yes, actually, thinking no, about like, where we left off last time. Probably speaking of tears. <laughs> it's time to begin, Flintlocks. And fireballs. Our land stands on the saber's edge. Our cities are a powder keg. Brother chains, brother, no one's free. A life on land is short, you'll see. So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Cassinier. No Kraken storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear. Previously, 
upon flintlocks and fireballs. The party have arrived in Eastern Sunder. After a number of shenanigans, they made their way to the city of Newmark, where, after briefly getting involved with gang politics in order to have their friend, Michael John Boot, taken off the assassins' uh, lists for the, uh, for the colonies of Sunder, they, in the midst of a heist, accidentally released... Um, a powerful ancient entity uh, who apparently won't really be much of a problem sort of, maybe there is some debate on that matter um, however in the process they also uh, recovered a variety of valuable cultural artefacts uh, that belonged to uh, members of the Panuki Achin the uh, they proceeded to release, uh, I say release, jailbreak, uh, a new companion, Odenone, a hunter and trapper who is serving as their guide and who maybe was sent, maybe came of his own volition uh, to try and retrieve the stolen artifacts that were, uh, <clears throat> if you want to, uh, if you want to use the uh, very colonialist uh, verbiage, liberated to be put in uh, a museum uh, uh, they were for, just the, for the glory they of queen of and country. Like, yeah. <laughs> just stolen <laughs> yeah. so other people uh, could look at them. Back uh, by one Monsieur Belloc, uh, a Sulian archaeologist uh, working for the Syrian government. The party venture had been venturing towards the capital uh, of the Panukia Chin uh, of Tiope. But along the way, they made a stop off at Inyang, the largest of the three settlements of the Panuki, uh, and uh, the, the name of the nation of which translates to the Stone Guardians. The reason for that became apparent as uh, reaching their lands, they realized that the Panuki Chin have built their cities amidst the abandoned shells of, as far as they can tell, giant settlements. Uh, settlements constructed by giants known to the Achin as the Cloudwalkers. This, they have found, ties in an unexpected way into perhaps Scamp's own quest to find answers. Nah, I'm sure it's all fine. <laughs> Along the way, uh, they were asked, primarily because they had proven themselves capable uh, warriors and, importantly, were not a chin, to attempt to fix a seal broken by Monsieur Belloc in the course of uh, his uh, in the course of his banditry, and which had sort of unleashed. Uh, a nightmarish forgotten terror upon the world. A self-replicating nightmarish oh. forgotten te terror upon the world. Oh Again! <laughs> yes, so for the second time, the party have <laughs> saved a continent uh, <laughs> from the undead as they ventured into the lair of the Hajnal, finding what appeared to be some forgotten 
outpost, settlement, pleasure palace of the former giant uh, civilization that existed on Sunder. The party survived, acquired a small fortune in Mithril Gardenware, and uh, were, frankly, yet again, horrendously traumatized by nearly dying. Yay. As they found themselves astoundingly outclassed. You emerged, having sealed the gate behind you. The Hachnar are once again trapped within their lightless valley for who knows how long. Perhaps eternity. Ever. Ever. Forever. Perhaps until they are broken again. I hate you. (laughs) However, uh, it is worth noting, by the way, as well as your uh, wealth of uh, mithril gardening tools, (laughs) like 800 gold of mithril gardening tools, uh, Jeffrey did bring back the uh, the daylight wand that you found. The crystal that went on the end of it is shattered. Uh, it's out of juice, isn't it? Uh, it is out of juice. If you ever found some way to renew uh, to restore the energy within it and a replacement crystal, however, you do still have the wand itself. Okay. That'll so, go in my inventory. Yeah, so just make a note that you have the crystalless, depowered uh, daylight wand. So. I'll have to figure are... out what sort of crystal it needs. Yeah. I've not actually have added in anything well. into my inventory in ages. The last thing there <laughs> was a magic hat. <laughs> oh, I've forgotten about your magic hat. I think you still have that. <laughs> yes. Someone just gave you that because you asked if they had one in a magic shop. <laughs> yeah, it just it looks magical, I think. Yeah. I think it just looks magical. It's not what even magic. Yeah, it's not, it, it has no magical properties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you... Uh, Fuck, I forgot that my codpiece still has lightning. This would have been a really good fight for that. Mm. Yep, don't forget you have oh, a well. one-use lightning bolt I stored uh, in your crotch. Yeah. <laughs> crotch lightning! Um, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, I feel like we're walking in some we're walking in some in some giant's footsteps there with crotch. <laughs> now, um, you are you are, were brought back at the end of uh, last episode by Odenone uh, to his uncle's villa, essentially in the centre of uh, Inyan. So you have had the opportunity to spend a full day recovering. Yay! Uh, so, and we'll be ready to head out the following morning, on the morning of the 21st of Full Ripeness. In addition to receiving, I think it was, what, 3,000 gold pieces worth of sapphires? Um, I don't know. <laughs> it was. It was, uh, three, yeah, 3,500, actually. 3,500, cool. I couldn't remember if it was 3,500, 3,800, or uh, 3,000, because my handwriting is terrible. Oh. I put it directly on the uh, the Kraken's Bane sheet. Thank you. So yeah, you got 3,500 uh, gold pieces worth of sapphires. Um, <clears throat> they're not all they're not cut or all cut. A couple of them are, but they are well polished. Do any so, of them fit in the wand? Uh, no, the wand. No. Uh, examining the shards of the wand, uh, the crystal at the end appears to be something reminiscent of. Maybe like rock crystal? Give me a nature check. Okay. 
Uh, that is a 23. Okay, yeah. With a 23, you can identify that this is actually, yes, uh, this is pure rock crystal. But uh, you can tell that it is, first of all, it's it's pure rock crystal. There are no inclusions. Mm. There are no uh, fault flaws in it. This has been expertly mined. uh, And maybe that was important. Secondly... Knowing the properties of rock crystal, you suspect that this crystal served as a base for some sort of enchantment. Yeah, it's so, not the magic itself. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. It's uh, just the material within which it was contained. No, although with time and effort, uh, it might be possible with the broken shards you have to create another one, provided you had access to a capable enchanter or someone who can do an equi- the equivalent and who had, uh, and if you had a pure enough uh, crystal of rock crystal. Hmm. Yeah, let's hang on to these. Uh, they they might be uh, useful if ever we come in, in contact with a specialist. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to get the wand we up. Jeffrey, give give me the wand back. <laughs> Jeffrey, you've, you've had your fun. Jeffrey, who's been uh, sort of vaguely using it, using it like, so... You see, you see, you watch Jeffrey and Marjorie batting around the room. Jeffrey using Brannigan's blade and the and the light wand, like like causing with the dual with, uh, with his dual sabers, just like. Oh. <laughs> oh, he wants to be like causing. His techniques improved, I have to say. Oh, Jeffrey! I can see the similarity. <laughs> now, if you give me the wand, we'll get you another sword, okay? <laughs> Jeffrey immediately hands over the wand. I'll see if what there's a lesser opener it? around here or something. Uh, it can put be that on my to-do list. Get any time sword. from mid-afternoon to the following morning. Oh yeah, I'm just happy. <laughs> okay, this is the yeah. So this is early evening. We'll say that this particular scene is happening. Oh, any time from yeah. early afternoon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been drunk mm-hmm. since. Um... Oh yeah, yeah. You are helping yourself uh, to Tulamatate, I believe it is. Um, uh, yeah, uh, sorry, Telesonero's um, drinks cabinet, and drinks cabinet is, uh, sorry, <laughs> Telesonero is welcoming you to it. Yeah, I've got whiskey as well. Yeah. But... So, yeah. <laughs> anything the, is there anything in particular the three of you want to do before the following morning beyond just resting and getting drunk? I think that's the main thing at this point. Yeah, I think I so. drink a slightly scary amount and I'm really quiet and weird. Okay. <laughs> I think that's mostly what I do. I mean, I want to check in on Celestia if yeah. she's yeah. being quiet and weird. Cousin will keep uh, an eye on Celestia and check in occasionally. I'll say then that... Uh... I mean, do you check yeah. in specifically? Is that a specific conversation or like... I think it probably like, is. How are you doing it? Hi, how you doing? I'm fantastic. That's a lie. Yes, how are you is. actually doing? And if if the answer is fuck off, that is valid and allowed. I don't want you to fuck off. That'd be horrible. Yeah, but sometimes we don't want to talk about how we're doing. Yeah, sometimes these things happen all at once and when we're least expecting it, so... No yeah, I'm sorry, because uh, I know we've all just nearly died in that, but, um... Yeah, but we nearly died 
in a place that was causing you obvious distress. Oh my like, sorts, exactly, Scamp. Yes. And quite frankly, I actually did pretty well in there, so... <laughs> you did so. really well. You were, like, fine. It was dumb luck. I got magicked in the head. Um... So how are you? And do you want to talk about it? I'm pretty dreadful and I don't... I don't know. Why don't you start trying? And if it's awful, we stop. That's a good idea. sweet. So, I, I don't know. It feels stupid um, when we've just nearly died and stuff to be talking about my ex-girlfriend. But nearly dying puts stuff in weird perspective. Yeah. Yeah, I just. We were gonna die underground in a place where we couldn't see the sky, and all I was thinking about was, um. was her. And I slept with someone, like, a couple of days ago, and I thought I was pretty okay. But, um. Apparently I'm not. So. That's fun. Uh, and my brain's just sort of flashing between various heartbreaking Lear scenes uh, and various horrifying Underdark scenes just round in circles. Oh. So I'm drinking yeah. um, a really fancy a pipe. And I say fancy, I... I could claw at the walls for a pipe right now and um, everything's horrifying and I'm not yeah. making any sense. And well I'm no, really good pissed. thing that you're not. I. You are making sense. Yeah, this all makes perfect sense. It's not nice, but that doesn't mean it doesn't make sense. No. Oh. How, uh, how do you get over someone who made you the person you are. My name is what she used to call me. I know. Yeah. We worked that one out. Yeah, I know. Um, that well, wasn't like a secret. <laughs> I know, I know. I don't think you've ever said it, but... No, I don't suppose I have. You didn't need to, though. I honestly don't know. I wish I could. I just—I don't really know what I am without her. Like she—she she made me this way, and now she's with somebody else, as she should be, because that's where she's happy, and that's what's right. But nothing makes any sense anymore. I don't know if this is uh, at all helpful, but she may well have. Um been a big influence on the way you are, but you were the person who decided to change to stay this way. You also changed a huge amount in the time that you weren't with her. Yeah. You are who you make yourself, who you decide to be. Mm. And that's and the it, thing it, that you... It is harder to do without someone to help. Yeah. You two helped. There we well, go. We're not going that. anywhere. Oh, quite. Good. Just worried in there for a bit. No, I mean, honestly, 
there was no way we were ever uh, going to uh, uh, to leave willingly. It's not willingly that's the worry, though, is it? <sighs> but I get that. I I understand fear of losing people. Yeah, I I don't think I've ever had a um, a breakup quite as complex as that before but I know it's it's difficult very very difficult to sort of see yourself as a separate entity from a uh, uh, from a relationship sometimes well, I just wasn't anything before her I was a bastard before I met Leah you were still a bit of a bastard when you met us <laughs> thanks <laughs> and look how good you're doing they do have a point, but more importantly, I think that um, it's, it is proof of what I was saying, that um, how you are is far more of a, a choice that you yourself have made than, uh, than anyone who's, uh, who's influenced you. Yes, obviously, people have, um, uh, people have helped. People have been great helps. There's, you know, plenty of people... I wouldn't be the person I am without, but... Yeah, and a lot of those people are was... dickheads that you've learnt not to be like rather than have done positive things. We're all a, like, a product of the people we meet. Yeah. Good and bad. But we are still separate from them. You're still you without her. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, don't ever think that you aren't. I also just fucking miss her. Of course. Yeah. Of course. It's awful to miss how things were when we were in like this terrible situation, really. But I do. Of course, and I... I, I don't miss everything else. I would yeah. never blame you for missing that. But I That's, miss being with yeah. her. It's a nice thing. All we uh, wanted was nice... to leave. Yeah. Mm, we did. Well, I did. She got taken. And, I don't know. This feels like we never had a chance, really. It's kind of hard to swallow. Yes, I quite understand. It's... It's perfectly um, understandable the way you're feeling, and you shouldn't feel bad. I do. I also feel kind of bad that she was with me in the first place, because she shouldn't have been there. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> so a whole sack of mad shit. Yeah, but you've got nothing... No, you had no control over that, and no. you changed that, and... Don't let that drag you down. Let it change how you behave in the future, but don't let it pull you down when you could do good. Hmm. How old are you again? 14? I think I'm probably about 80. <laughs> Very wise. <laughs> I believe you were 80 if you lied. <laughs> well, that would be a turn up for the books, wouldn't it? I always wonder, there's always a chance that I might have turned out to be really old. Slightly disappointed I'm not. It's oh a well. shame you're not 3,000, isn't it? Yeah. That'd be fun. 
listening. You're listening to my dreadfully uninteresting sadness. That's actually quite interesting. Um, (laughs) That sounds bad. I'll be sad Um, more often. (laughs) (laughs) That would be lovely. It breaks up the monotony of travel. Um, No, I don't... I'm sorry you're sad, and I want to help. I'm always happy to listen. We all do. Thanks. Um... Actually, the first people I mean, apart from her, who have so, thank you. Uh, yeah, well, this is also really difficult because being sad just wasn't allowed for most of, of course. the time. And that's. But I won't I'm necessarily drunk and say you're that's safe. So I yeah. guess here we are. Yeah, and if that's what we can offer, then damn it, we're going to. I have a hug. Yes. And Corzin does for as long as uh, Celestia Jeffrey, is. come and join the hug. <laughs> she like Jeff- like smells of booze, like it's <laughs> you know, like a boozy hug. Jeffrey <laughs> just like one like of them. onto your shoulder and clings. Ow, you've got oh. <laughs> such weird tiny fingers. <laughs> Why is your face so close to mine? <laughs> um, the monkey's eyeballing me. He's saying how much he loves you. I love you too, you weird little piece of shit. Don't poo in my bag again. You're all very good at hugs. I'm a fast learner. <laughs> you are. Yes. You've got the same things. amount of hugs as I have before this. Yep. The two of you are definitely in a lifelong, uh, well, so far a lifelong deficit then. Yes. For which, yep. yes. I'm doing my best to make up for it. Very good. Me too. Well, now I am, because look at me asking for hugs when I want them. Yeah. Yeah, yes. look at you doing Progress. good. Progress. She takes a big, yes. <laughs> <Progress>. <laughs> big ironic sip of whiskey. <laughs> If my arms weren't currently full right now, I'd join you in that. Mm. <laughs> just, just sit and get pissed for a while, yeah? Of course. Yeah. I love you both, thank you. We love you too. Always. Okay? Don't forget it. Yeah, really don't. Thanks. You look grounded. Oh, love you too, Jeffrey. Jeffrey has started <laughs> shitting in your bag. Fuck you. He says, as if pointing you to it as if it's somehow a gesture of love. <laughs> Are you saying I love you every time you poo in my bag? I think, I think he is. Oh, that didn't look like a committal facial expression he just did. I think he's taking the piss or the shit. Can you take the shit? People say taking the piss all the time. Can you take the shit? I'm drunk. It's and probably more valuable. Did you even take it? I don't know. For the rest <laughs> the of tannis. the night. <laughs> oh, um, no, no. People say they take a shit. Yeah, you know, when they're... Uh, yeah. Pooing. This is not yes. the first conversation of this nature we've had, is it? No, <laughs> it's not. We've talked loads about pooing lately. It's one of our specialist subjects. Mm. And... <laughs> the lights down. Drink. 
Yep. Drinking, <laughs> laughing, shitting continues through the night until the morning comes. That's the first time Jeffrey's made eye contact with shit in a pack. <laughs> okay. It is a warm day. Uh, actually, very warm. It's um, not as warm as it would be if you were about, if you were several latitude, uh, several degrees latitude further uh, north. Uh, you are technically in a very, very Mediterranean winter right now, but the sun is warm upon your skin as you set out the following morning with Odenone. Uh, I'd like to try and buy a sword before we leave for Jeffrey. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and make a short this. stop into the market. Um, okay. There is a bustling market uh, filled with all manner of uh, different uh, peoples, uh, primarily a chin. But there are, as I said before, a handful of other uh, races as well. Um, mostly various colonial types, some goblins, uh, uh, some goblins and hobgoblins, some humans, uh, some halflings and orc. Absolutely zero yaunty. Um, <clears throat> however, I would like you to make an investigation check for me, please. Can I assist uh, give with them this? inspiration. You can assist <laughs> um, and you can have yeah, inspiration. Yeah, I've got my dark glasses on. I'm like, oh, it's a natural 20. <laughs> natural 20. Yes. Yes. Okay. Which is, I think, something like a 21. <laughs> you ask around uh, between the different achieve, uh, looking for a swordsmith. And. Okay. Let me just take a moment here. The first thing you discover is that the Achim are not, actually, by and large, a sword-type people. They, for as melee weapons yeah. go, they tend to prefer daggers or spears. Uh, the it's simply not a type of weapon which is as common here. Like they they exist, but if you've got a length of metal the length of a sword, they're more likely to stick it on a pole, kind of like a yari or other pole. Mm. In fact, the glaives that you saw, for want of a better word, that you saw the guards using on the outside, those are the most common use for things of sword length. Of course, you're getting you're not getting Jeffrey a sword. <laughs> <laughs> Because Jeffrey can't a actually wield a sword. Dagger would work. Yeah, uh, you're getting you're getting a you're getting a short sword, basically. Um, however, seeing your motley crew, um, you do have a discussion. You you go between a few blacksmiths, um, and there uh, there are some. Uh, they primarily, uh, but they primarily deal with trade goods. They are making pots. They are making pans. Uh, the armourers, uh, there are there is a street of armourers. Um, many of them are less inclined to uh, sell to a monkey once you make <laughs> what you have in mind uh, clear. B 
but they do point you to uh, to one person who might. Okay. You make your way through a series of wide streets, because all the streets here are wide, off to the very edge of the market, where one of these wide streets that actually actually uh, dead ends uh, because of the position of a, of a house and the wall um, has essentially been converted into almost like a sort of covered bazaar portion and there is one tent towards the end uh, which is covered in brightly dyed cotton uh, cloth in fact, several of the uh, uh, of the vendors are in the street, and kind of keeping an eye out, you realise that um, you might not necessarily be in the most salubrious part of the market. <laughs> uh, there are a lot of people selling um, selling bottles of very strong alcohol. There are there can is. Can I buy some? Yes, you can. Uh, just give me. Just give me a persuasion check. It's probably uh, untaxed. <laughs> yeah. Twenty-six. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> the Achin. I want some like really weird shit. A yellow-skinned Achin, uh, hooded, with uh, some heavy clothing, moving quickly with a very familiar-seeming wheelbarrow. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, looks up, kind of. His uh, red eyes dart side to side. Yes, I can get to that. Is it just drink you're after or you have to uh, things a little stronger? What can I fix you up with? What have you got that isn't opium? We have... Out of interest. We've got red leaf powder. No. We have... um, what are, what are you looking for? Are you looking for nice dreams? Are you looking for big rush of energy? His uh, his Joven, by the way, is actually quite fluent. You you get the feeling he's probably he probably deals with a lot of foreigners. Something a bit calm that isn't addictive. Hmm. Not the really calm stuff, but let me see. He fumbles through, and for a gold piece. You acquire uh, another. Why am I like this? You acquire a <laughs> bottle of something like Anaho, the blue minty drink, uh, akin to tequila, but which t- pulling the, the stopper off and smelling it, um, it's a it's a ceramic bottle, uh, painted blue. It is yeah. So it's um, yeah. It's about three times the pungency. Oof, hello. Does it make your tongue blue? Uh, yes. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Um, but he also... Uh, I'm to think of what you'd be after. So what, what am I calling that? Uh, so uh, just call this uh, extra strength Anaho for the moment. Cool. Uh, yeah, I've only had the teeniest sip. I've not yeah. tried it properly. Oh yeah, it's, it's alcohol. It's just... Like rocket fuel, but Celestia wouldn't say that. Yeah. Because rockets aren't a thing. Yeah. It's, um, absinthe <laughs> type uh, alcohol. <laughs> it reminds you a little of the dwarven stuff. 
Nice. Ah. But like minty and tequila. But minty and tequila, yeah. Ooh. It's like if you took it's I like if you took some. dwarven that alcohol and blended it with um, toothpaste. Hmm. The other things thing that he gives you is um it's kind of like a kind of like a cake. Um basically it's like a very yeah, like a maze, like like a, a thick, a very small, densely uh, rolled maize tortilla filled with um, what appears to be dark chocolate. Uh, it is just smelling it, you can tell this is sugary. It's going to be sugary. Nice. Um, he says. Take small bites. We'll do. Um, I assume this will last. He nods. All right. Measures it out with his measures out along the log with his fingers. Mm -hmm. uh, there's eight doses. Okay. He says, to, for one dose, he says, this much for calm night's sleep. Oh, that sounds nice. Excellent. Um. What do you call this? The, um, one moment, this would be Analoda. Analoda. Excellent. Any weird side effects I need to worry about? He thinks for a moment, nods. Do not take more than two. Slices in, okay. uh, in one sitting. Alright. He shakes his head. Can you will sleep longer than you want? Hard to wake up. Okay. Cool. Thank you. In this amount, you will be fine. Do not, if you are, if you do not wish to always be using it. Uh, do not take for more than three months in a row. This is the sort of warning that should come with drugs. Um... <laughs> this much, you'll be fine. Thank you. But, um, my regulars are old. Lots yeah. of pain problems. And there's no, like... Olden pain problems. There's no like secret opium in here, is there? Um, no, it is. Um, he thinks for a moment. As much as I'd love some, it's a bit of a problem. I really shouldn't. No, it is uh, from um, from this leaf from um, uh, Haldanos. Uh, it is um, like big, broad uh, green leaf. Uh, ah. Trying to One moment. I will actually get to you the name for this, uh, but I need to remind myself what the name is. Hmm. So this one is one I actually have to lock up. Say it, Wade. <laughs> basically, is that? That was sort of uh, the vibe I was getting. It yeah. basically is, yeah. I'm trying to find This your... is an edible, it's basically Yeah, it's, it's basically. Yeah. Like, yeah. It is basically weed. I'm trying to find, remember what the. Um, It wasn't like Cannabia, or was it? Yeah, I think that's the... I don't know the long name. Uh, I think you are looking... 
Yeah, so this would be... The word was... Uh, yeah, here we go. <laughs> it is... Ganjika. Ah, have I heard of that? Um, roll a nature check. <laughs> so good at nature. Oh, that's a really good roll. Maybe I know drugs. Who knows? Um, that is a 24. Yep. Uh, they grow it in uh, Sanistal and in western um, uh, Haldanos. Uh, it is a calm, relaxing, mildly addictive over long periods of use drug. Like, long, long periods of use. I suppose you can get used to sleeping with it. Like, you can get used to sleeping. Like it's, it's only trying not, but it's, I, it's, it's, it's not it's like of, addictive. It's of approximate levels of addiction to alcohol. Like it's it's a it's a habitual addiction. Alcohol is way up. more addictive. Actually, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> it's not like yeah. No, this is a uh, this it, it's if you're likely to if it's if it becomes habit forming, um, that's more due to the tendency of humans to develop habits. Yeah. Uh, which is more habits more can be a problem. But yes, this is yeah. basically cannabis. Excellent. Uh, in a chocolate, uh, in a chocolate and sweetened tortilla. So cannabis would probably do some yeah. good, to be honest. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it will allow her to have some chill. Yeah, she has zero chill, so it's probably good. So. Current events have robbed her chill. Mm. <laughs> chill has left the building. So yes, add uh, eight <laughs> doses of anaoloda. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, sorry, apart Carry on from... Carry buying, sele- buying um, Jeffrey's sword, by all means. Uh, yeah, sorry. I forgot this is Natural what we were actually sword. here for. I'm sorry, I wasn't <laughs> expecting it to go on that long when I said, can I buy some alcohol? Like, sorry, you rolled a 26 and it's like, okay, you can get drugs while you're here. Yay, drugs. Yeah, no, um, that was absolutely <laughs> fair. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so you also make your way to the end of that street, where in one of these uh, somewhat shady-looking... Uh, establishments you find inside the many different there's a, there's a tent with many layers of co- brightly colored um, <laughs> brightly colored uh, cotton and through a beaded curtain <gasps> yes there is a dark room there is uh, a sensor or burning uh, in the center, or a, bra- or a small low-down brazier, in which there is uh, there are various Swedish herbs burning, filling the air with a soothing uh, scent, and there is a figure uh, in the corner, quite. It's a little bit hard to tell. They're they're, they're wrapped up very heavily, and um, they have. Uh, a hood over them. They seem to be, uh, uh, and and they seem to be working with some sort of mortar and pestle uh, as you uh, arrive and quickly fold it into a sleeve. You can't really see a lot of them. They look to be a, maybe causing the size. Um, all you can see is a just a, a little bit of reddish nose they tilt a little yes they and actually I think this would be (laughs) yep they will where are they from they're from here cool they they say 
to what not it not no. Um, Odinone is with you. Uh, who's uh, uh, oh. who, <laughs> I remembered. So he would go up. Odinata not Jova. Welcome. Hello. Uh, sorry, we don't speak uh, speak chain apologies. The figure flicks an arm. You can't see a hand. You just see like the heavy uh, arms of the robe uh, like flick to a side as, in, in, in mild dismissal. I have many customers. What is it you seek? Um, I'd like a a small sword, please. The prettiest one you've got. Yes, a, a knife even would be. Like a really, really small sword. Mm. Like for a monkey. <laughs> you wish is Jeffrey sword currently visible? For a monk. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Because Corsum was about to sort of um, gesture to his size and then um, just move a hand down <laughs> a little bit to like roughly little Corsum's size. Well, little Corsum is the size of Jeffrey. It's so good. It never gets any less good. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he would be, wouldn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I see. That could be done. But are you looking for the. Shah the prettiest, the sharpest, or the most hmm, interesting. Oh, interesting always. What is your budget? Oh, I don't have an upper budget. Money's no object, it's for a very close friend. Very, very close, well. it's right here. Jeffrey, <laughs> <laughs> you're like... <laughs> the figure tilts its head as if... And just you can see the, the nose sniff a little bit. Yes. Yeah, more a factor is time. Time is not a factor here. Mm. I have what you seek already. He, the figure tilts their head as if studying Jeffrey. Interesting. Hmm. I have three such blades. There is a blade whose wounds cannot be healed by magic. Ah. Would Gorsen have heard of uh, weapons such as this? Roll uh, an arcana check, I guess this would be. This is like, yeah. Okay, that's a 15. You can roll that as well. I've done the army. I've heard heard about weapons. Legendary blades that do this sort of thing, yes. (laughs) I do not know that. I rolled um, two. Yeah, there are blades you've heard of. Uh, supposedly, Petroleone had a uh, blade like that. There are. There is supposed to be an uh, to be a a a, a, a great sword like that. Uh, basically, like a claymore, in the royal armoring of Cairnon. Uh The. Mm. 
Ooh, the Regency have a couple, apparently. Uh, so the legend goes down in their vaults. Hmm. So yeah, they're... Uh, they are... They exist. They exist. And are a known quantity. And are a known quantity. Uh, thinks for a moment. There is also one blade which when it strikes will ensnare those cut by it. Ooh. Well, that's fun. There is one as well. Hmm. Do go on. Causing his rapt attention. <laughs> if it is interesting you are looking for, there is one which for a single blow once before dusk will strike with all this strength and force. By the way, as they're speaking in Joven, it is clear that their accent is reverting from a chin to something a little bit closer to Ferozian, or uh, maybe or, or, it's it's hard to place. I can't see their face. Yeah. Something which will strike with all the fury of a giant. Ooh. Ooh. That's exciting. So, if money is no object, what is it of those three that gains your interest? The well, blade that never, the blade that magic cannot kill. That doesn't sound like a good idea, because Jeffrey is a bit of an unknown quantity sometimes, and it's nice to be <laughs> able to help when he makes a mistake. Well, yeah. nobody is going to expect a monkey to have a any of those. The snare. Yeah, but right? we know he, he sometimes gets carried away, and if he hurts someone, it's nice to be able to help them. Mm. Yeah, if he, if he finally does what I've been suspiciously will and kills me in my sleep, I'd like somebody to be able to sort that out. <laughs> point taken, point <laughs> taken. Stop fucking looking at me. <laughs> okay, fine. Or... The giant, the blade that strikes as a giant. Both of those sound quite fun. Both mm. of those could be available. <clears throat> one for Jeffrey well, and one for Corzin. What? <laughs> Who well, said Corzin, that? Corzin, you've already got two magical swords. Yeah. That's very true, actually. A third seems like <laughs> you've run out of hands. Yeah. We'll have to do some proper surgery, otherwise... You're not going to have a hand to... <laughs> Yeah. That's very true. Unless yeah. you wish to trade. Well, both of my uh, general sidearms I have um, sentimental attachment to. Ah, I but understand. I suppose. Hmm. 
I do have some things that you might not um, uh, have around here that uh, might pique your interest. I am always interested in interesting things. Okay. The he is face, the tiny figure leans forward and you can see just a little hint of red lips and very canine sort of, like canine sort of teeth, as in, as in like sharp pointed. Interesting. Can I make a guess at this person's origins? You can make a guess. Uh, I don't <laughs> think you like. How would you like to make a guess? What would you like to use to inform that guess? All right. Um, <laughs> you mentioned the uh, teeth being uh, rather canine. Yeah. Um, can I see their eyes? Any any like exposed part of their body? Uh, make a perception check. Yeah. Is this perception or is this insight? This is perception. Perception, okay. That's not very good. That's an 11. Does not beat their disguise check. At okay. all. Uh, yeah, you, no. Yeah, you can't, you cannot tell a lot. You're not really sure what, what species they are. They're a little, they're, they're your size, so maybe they could be a kobold? Okay, I know kobolds do have vaguely canine-type teeth, don't they? But, but okay, just just out of curiosity. All right, um, Corson is going to put um, one of his spare pistols on the uh, uh, on the counter. Also, is going to uh, line up some. Well, actually, he's got. Yeah, he's got um, four left, so he'll line up uh, three of the bombs he has. Are any of those um, items acquired from things with the gold star on it? Uh, with, uh, no. No. These are, these uh, are the bombs you would have got. Yeah, the bombs he would have got in New Altmark. The gun he will have picked up actually in. I think it might have been Kion, actually, yeah. Because he'd have put, uh, taken it off the uh, bodies of um, the people in the vault. These, I would reduce a price. But they are not alone worth one of my no. collection. Oh, understandable. But, uh, um, how, how much are the things... Because both of them sound good, but Jeffrey's got a bit of a sentimental attachment to to one of his swords, don't you, Jeffrey? <laughs> Jeffrey holds up the stolen blade, and there's just a brief from oh, actually, the from the uh, from from the merchant. I will trade you both blades for that. No, Cousin. no, no, no. This no. is an important one. Um, also, yes, it is, yeah. and no, we don't have an explanation. <laughs> Corson, once upon a time, would have had two entirely mundane swords, which I don't think he has ever sold. So, yeah, I've sorry, them the into creature, the bargain. The, the, the seller kind of. You see them lick their teeth with a forked tongue. All right. I read their mind. Okay. I know I'm the worst. Oh. 
you... Okay, you read their mind. You hear them think. Yes, that has to be the blade that Brannigan stole. A luck blade. Hmm. No, too dangerous to try and send anyone to take it from them. Too spirit bound and something curious about the tiefling. Maybe we make a deal, make an offer. Ah, damn it, rack an issue. You tilted, you tipped your hand too soon. One moment, I'm gonna roll a check for rack an issue. Wait. Why is the drow not speaking? I just look away like I'm looking around, scratch my face. Seems to. Well, you can't tell what he's Yawn, doing with his eyes. You know. Yeah, but still, very well. Which then of the blades I have is how much are they? Because they're both interesting, and the price isn't an issue. But if they're different, that might have an effect on which one we go for. Well, the blade that captures. Best yeah. I show you. Um, I was going to uh, say, could we get a demonstration of how these work? They... It might uh, allow us to um, uh, reach a decision more easily. Okay, they raise up one uh, ha- one arm and gesture with it. Again, can't see the hand, but it's like a sweeping gesture, and a pair of beaded curtains <laughs> fall down in front of them, um, <laughs> blocking off the back end of the shop. And you just hear the sounds of slight clattering and banging. Do I hear anything oh. in my head that I should be worried about? You hear, ah, shit, where did I put these? Okay, come on. No, it's the... ah, no down, down. Ah, fucking hell, where the... Oh, here they go. <laughs> yeah, they are just muttering about trying to figure out where they put whatever it is. While they're away, I just quietly message Cosmos Camp. Just a word of warning. They really want Brannigan's blade. They're also spirit sighted. They seem to think we're too dangerous to uh, try and get it. But yeah, just thought I should tell you both. Good What's to so know. Good about this... back. <laughs> What's okay. so good about this sword then? I suppose I should probably look at it at some point with me magic stuff. Well, Maybe later. <laughs> never have, have you? No, I'm, we've I'm... literally no. never, never done <laughs> no. that. I mean, I could also I was... objects past it if we're interested in anything in particular. Oh. That might not be a bad idea. I'd, yeah, I'd... see what we can find out with both those things. Yeah. Alright. So, let's... Um... Yeah, I said something about... I'm sorry, was this figure a he? What, what is the pronoun um, you were using? Or were they I a think they? kind of going with a they, because it's in, it's difficult to determine their they gender. They were a they, yeah. And they, haven't, and they haven't really given Yeah, it. yeah, no, we... There are they. Um, yeah, they said um, they said it's the luck blade. Don't know if that means anything to anyone. We had that before. That sounds familiar. Uh, history or arcanage? Yes. Uh, anyone who wants. Uh, uh, the dice right. onto a pile of dice. That does nothing. Okay. Natural 20. 16. Two natural 20s. Which is a 25 oh, oh, oh. arcana. 
Okay, the pair of you have heard different legends. Mine is a 26 Ooh. arcana. Okay, it's still two natural 20s, yes. but the pair of you have heard two different legends. So. <clears throat> okay. Celestia, you have the. Uh, you have heard of a blade, a short sword that was part of the imperial regalia of, of the Tyrian Empire. Ooh. Uh, it was lost during the... Was it? Yeah, during that decade where they went through 40 empresses uh, after the grail was stolen. There was a lot of civil war going on. Mm. And mm. Um, it's kind of... And it kind of went out of... Um, went out of circulation the what you have heard uh of it was that while the emperor did carry it um well the empress did carry it uh the empresses who did were essentially had all the luck despite being elves had the luck of a halfling uh they often they often averted apparent disasters. Many of them uh, who were trying to be assassinated, the assassins uh, fucked up or tripped over carpets or something at the very last moment. Uh, the blade was was legendarily lost uh, after the uh, <laughs> was legendarily lost after uh, one um, uh, after uh, one uh, empress was assassinated after first being seduced. So that they were, so that they'd stripped themselves naked and thus didn't have the blade on them. Ah. <laughs> um, you don't know a lot beyond that. Hmm. That is the legend you have heard. That was cool. Scamp, you have heard um, a different tale coming from jo uh, from the surface of Jova, having less of a classical history. You have heard that. Um, uh, Alderai the Black, the uh, great necromancer, had had a blade that seemed to uh, grant him great fortune, one legendarily made from the souls of a thousand halflings. Mm. You don't know if that bit's true, um, <laughs> but which apparently he... The legend tells... tells that um, there was, that he died not once, but twice. But that the first time he, re he somehow changed a day with it. The legend goes that he somehow cut time and went back a day. Ooh. Oh, fuck. So, but um, by the time he was burned in a pillar of fire at um, uh, at uh, Warwick's watch, the blade was no longer in his possession. It seemed to have found another owner along the way. Huh. So yeah, that's what you know of the legendary lock blade. Ooh, fun. Well, uh, we should so, probably yeah. have a closer look at this thing later. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I probably should. Mm. The um, 
so, oh boy, the, uh, the, 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 the merchant returns with, uh, actually, uh, a pair of cheap pottery idols, <laughs> which they put out, as well as two short blades in sheaths. Uh, one, they draw, they draw the first one, and, um, it is unmistakably of uh, Underdark Nick. It is a blade. Uh, there is a spiderweb pattern worked into the blade. Uh, the hilt is wrapped in what you actually look to be the soft, realize to be the soft parts of purple worm chitin. Mm hmm. Uh, it is be uh, uh, as is the sheath. It is wonderfully made. Uh, the... Any names anywhere on it? Uh, whew, let me just check. No, not on this blade. Okay. You can see. Uh, this, the uh, the the seller, uh, Rack and Issue. You now know his. You know know their name. Uh, says um, this is the this actually where would this be yes this is so the legend says jorogumo's fang oh. forged by those below in jova they then jorogumo one would imagine by jorogumo Ugh. They wrap the, uh, they wrap the kind of cloth sleeves around the blade, and raise it up, and then say, "You may wish to take a step back." Sure. You step back to the edge of the tent, and they smack it into the pottery, um, into the into the pottery piece. It kind of shatters from the blow, uh, and immediately, <laughs> just a spray of webs. Uh, cover it, and also the area immediately behind it. Impressive. They hold it, uh, they carefully replace it uh, in the sheath. This is so made that up to seven times before the sun rises, it will do this. It will unleash its web. Hmm. That's quite a few times. Hmm. Potentially very useful. The other, uh, the other sheath um, is wrapped in a simple uh, brown leather case. It appears to be it does not match the design of the blade itself. It appears to be a later edition. The blade pulled out. You can tell that um, both the blade is mithril, as is the cross guard and the pommel. Uh, but the hilt itself, uh, the, the grip, is of polished jade and down the length of the blade and uh, uh, and along the jade itself are inscribed 
similar patterns to those on the jade key. Mm. Huh. The figure, Rekinishu, readies the blade with the other one and says, If I warn you, if I do this, uh, it will not be able to do it again for another day. But if well, you wish to see... Right. Up to? Yes, well, I, I guess we've got to um, at least see what it can do before we um, make a decision. Put your hands in front of your eyes. Like, just Ooh. give yourself some protection. This is, these are going to... S- yes. <laughs> the glasses don't do it? You should be fine. The others just look through between your fingers, okay? Okay. Okay. Uh, and does. <laughs> it's some very good advice, uh, because this time they draw the blade and murmuring, sort of whispering something softly. You can't quite hear. The jade lights up, and when they and they, and when they sort of drive it into the uh, pottery little pottery uh, uh, figure, it just shatters into a spray of shards, as if it had been struck by less by a uh, dagger and more like a battering ram. It's really fun. The All right, well, that, that's impressive. Fades out. Very cool. So it occurs to me, um, if there's a, a verbal means of activating that, is our friend going to be able to do that? Like, as in capable of making the, the noises in order to do that? You would need to train them. Could you oh, I can do that. You to do that. Jeffrey's very intelligent. <laughs> See? Excuse me. <laughs> it's just a practical concern. With this, it is the intent that matters as much as the word. Okay. There we go then. Alright. Yeah, that that's um I suppose if it makes the general correct noises. <laughs> right. Jeffrey's very intelligent. I can imagine this is a question you get a lot, is it? It's interesting. I like interesting. What's, what are they thinking? Okay, it's been a minute, so you cast it again. Oh, it has been a minute. Sorry, I yeah. had a different spell in my head that was a different time. No, yeah. it's totally a minute. Cool. Do you, yeah, you, fuck, fuck it. it. <laughs> they are thinking. <laughs> They're thinking, if that is a real monkey, then I am a monkey's uncle. <laughs> Celestia's eyes momentarily widen before she schools her expression. Um, okay. The... Cre- uh, the... Um, figure raises the uh, raises Jorgoma's fang and says for this seven hundred gold for this raises the giants uh, prizes the giants uh, blade fifteen hundred the wow 
He gestures to the items. Would bring it down by 50. Alright. Um, would you be willing to um, accept payment in uh, items to the value of? Of course. What do we think, everyone? I, yeah, I was about to say, I look at the other and well, we, mm. we have the cash if we want to spend it. We do have the cash. Are you feeling a bit weird about the underdarky one? Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I, I Well, that's really that decision like it. enough, then. But, I mean, it's yeah. not me who's going to be wielding it, but it's literally made by a drow god. Just you. Yeah, it's going to be around. That If it makes you uncomfortable... It makes me it. super uncomfortable. I'm sorry, I know it's cheaper. It's... Also, it does occur to me that Corzin can just do that already. Yes. Yeah, I was more thinking. On, I was more um. thinking in terms of um, what is more unexpected uh, coming from. Well, I mean, a monkey with a uh, weapon of any kind is unexpected, but one that does stuff in, in addition to that, I think, you know, especially given Jeffrey's size, if we have uh, given him the ability to um, literally punch above his weight. It could be um, quite an advantage. Is the word yeah. you're looking for? <laughs> well, horrifying to anyone who's on the receiving end of it, certainly. Yeah. Which could be any of us, let's be honest. It could. <laughs> there is part of me that does just feel like you are equipping him to kill me in my sleep. Um, but fuck it, really. <laughs> also, I mean, how much money have we just earned? How are we doing? We're saving up for other ships. Yeah. Well, um, if we take the uh, the value of the uh, mystical tools into account, we've got oh. the, yeah, we uh, the we can those. pay in gardening tools. We can oh. very nice I mean, gardening tools. We've got the equivalent. I mean, we could pay for the um, uh, the cheaper blade with those alone, but um, collectively, if we put that with the uh, the sapphires we've got, then that I think comes to. Um, Four thousand three hundred. Huh. That's quite a lot, actually. It's loads. To be honest, I think um, it, if it were just down to me, I would say take it out of the um, uh, the sapphires, and we can sell the mithril tools somewhere else to possibly uh, someone who's. Well, I mean, it's a pretty unique item. I don't know of anyone else who would have anything like that. Hmm. Feels like I could find a collector or something. How unique yeah. are you talking? Oh, pretty fucking cool, to be honest. I'm yeah, pretty bad. damn new. Interested? Are they the only ones of their kind? I don't know. As far as we know. Have a no look, idea. see what you think. Yeah, I will take them out. They extend a clothed, beclothed hand. May I? Yes. Just to examine one of them. Take them. I watch them carefully. Yes. Giant made. Ah. Original. Not a reproduction. You can tell. They put it close to their face and just seem to sniff it. Hmm. 
Doesn't tarnish, as uh, far as I'm aware. As far as you're aware, no. No, no, no. I've not seen these in a long time. How many do you have? Fair few. How many? You How many eight. indeed do we have? Uh, over eight. Thanks, <laughs> Lucy Mother. I will count all eight as twelve hundred. But only if I have all eight. <laughs> all right. I uh, message. I think we estimated they were worth about eight hundred. So that's actually really, really good. Yeah, my thoughts exactly in that. Right, because she likes with... owning things. Mm. <laughs> and the set. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, if, and that means if we want to have the um, uh, uh, the giant's fist or whatever uh, it's called, <laughs> um, we only need to um, make up another three hundred gold. Unless yeah. we maybe just ask to up it slightly. Is that pushing our luck? That's pushing our luck, isn't it? What you mean, push upping the value just, of the tools? Just negotiate. You could try. Hmm. Do you want to try, or do you want me to? Yeah, not very good. I at think that. if anyone's going to do it, you, um, uh, <laughs> I think these tools are worth using. quite a lot. I think it could possibly be worth the whole amount of that sword, if I'm honest. They're a unique collector's item. We nearly died for these tools. Rakanishu is not particular is not particularly swayed by uh, by your near death. So roll this with persuasion with disadvantage. Mm. It was an interesting place. No one else is getting back in there. It's sealed off now. That is true, actually. Probably sealed, preferably forever. So if yeah. there are any more, they're all in there. No one else yeah. is getting them. How many other originals do you know of in the world? I am. But from this specific place, probably not. Still roll it. With disadvantage? Yeah. With disadvantage. No, um, it's still a 19. Probably not enough. What other interesting things do you have? I have this magic hat. Magic hat. <laughs> but it's uh, not for sale <laughs> that is certainly interesting I've got this I take out my jar of wieners <laughs> what? they're wieners uh, uh, quite groundbreaking actually they reach into the folds of their robe and toss you um, and toss you a yeah Sorry, a um, an Osirian gold pound. <laughs> Give me one of those then. Okay, go on. <laughs> they give me a gold for a wiener. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't had them before. Yeah, uh, they pass them into. They, they just feed it with their cloth-bound hands into their mouth and just. I like, give them a wiener. It's um, mm -hmm. it's a little disconcerting watching them eat. That one's a celestial sizzle. <laughs> There's a nice amount of spice. It's good, isn't it? I've got what have I got? I've got this glowing stone. Um, I've got a brick called Kevin, but Kevin's you my can't friend. sell you can't... Kevin. We're very attached. I do have something, but it would be uh, something I'd only be willing to, uh, to part with if you could um, 
give me some assurances uh, that it wouldn't then fall into the wrong hands. And uh, Corson takes out the adamantine arrow. Oh no, I can't give up that. Well, that's worth considerably more than the difference, I believe. Hmm. Um, In exchange for that arrow and the items, I will sell you the giant's blade and I will tell you what you have. They point to Jeffrey. How much is the adamantium arrow actually worth? Um... I feel like I'd maybe know that. You would know that. It is actually, um... Like, it's a lot, but it's, um... But it is a relatively small amount of yeah. adamantium being used. Is it like the equivalent of 300 gold pieces? It is, it is between three to 500 gold pieces worth. Mm. Okay. Because it's not in because it's not actually an enchanted item. Right? Yeah. It's just made. No, of, it's just made out of very very metal. precious. Metal. And his yeah. offer is to sell us the last sword and tell us about Brannigan's blade. Yes. Sounds good to me. Also, I love the idea of us not having that arrow on us as a tracking thing. Oh, I made those laugh. My proviso would be that you do not ever sell this to another drow. May I? Again, holds out the, the palm. Well, the cloth. I, I pass it over to them. May I examine it? <laughs> Those terms are acceptable. Why did you laugh? Oh, well. <sighs> it is satisfying to know I will have something that belonged to one of the 40 families. Yeah, you know exactly where that came from, didn't you? Uh, don't you? I can read, Elvin. I scraped that part off. Oh, you did? Shit. Yeah. In which case, redcon that! <laughs> <laughs> this looks a fine work. Maybe of one of the 40 families. It is. <laughs> I can assure you it is. My turn stand, then. Hmm. I'll tell you which one, if you want. Would that make any difference? I would appreciate it. Rothnals. He nods as if noting that down. Does he look like he recognises them? Roll an insight oh, check. Ooh. Uh, 17. Rack an issue is a closed book. Mm. <laughs> I love them. Yeah. They haven't even given you their name intentionally. I know, it's a problem. I love them. I'm just going to ask them. You, do you know them? I know of the names of the I'm doing families. another detect thoughts. I want to know. <laughs> he thinks they're new, newish within the last century or two, but yes, they are part of the 40. Okay, nothing that interesting then. Cool. Yeah. No, I was just curious. Yeah, yeah. No. Naturally, mm. like, burningly curious. No. And it's just... Uh, just thinks. You just hear him think, this would go quite nicely over the boar's head. Yeah. <laughs> I want to look where the boar's head is. There is no sign of a boar's head in here. You don't know where Rakanishu keeps the rest of their shit. In fact, there's not... 
an obvious place for where they were keeping the daggers, but... That's fair. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> They're great. Mm. I just messaged to the other two. What do we think? It sounds good to me. Yeah. Yep. I'm um, willing to part with that. I... The, the only other uh, plans I really had for that was melting it down at some point and making it into something else. Fair. I guess selling it is maybe as good as that, in a way. I mean, to be honest, if if there was if there was anywhere near enough of it, I would have um, melted it down and mounted it to the front of a ship as a ram. <laughs> yeah, a bit more than an arrow for that, darling. Yeah, exactly. Although I'm sure Benny could do with an off uh, do an awful lot with like displacement of um uh what's name you could presumably line a you could presumably like coat a steel ram yeah or something like that maybe Uh, have a word with them next time we uh uh are that way they put the arrow into the folds of their robes and hold out Hilt first the giant's blade, placing, putting away the uh, the the uh, cloak, uh, putting away the, the other dagger into the folds of their robe, and uh, say, very well. The uh, tools. Hand them over. Also, they all, well. they also vanish into the folds of the robe. Nice robe. Yeah. They shrug. You, uh, they hand you roomy, clearly. <laughs> mm. Um, probably Jeffrey takes it, I'd imagine. Yeah, Jeffrey takes Jeffrey? it. Jeffrey, <laughs> now okay. you have to be very careful. I'll give you the I'll stats make... for this in the break. Um, <laughs> you now make sure have... you take off all the labels and the choking hazards for now. <laughs> uh, so they, they fill you in. I love how you're worried about choking, I've just given him a literal, like, giant strength sword. I've, I've had a small child. <laughs> I've had a small child. It's it's sort of a reflex at this point. <laughs> Fair. Give a child anything with uh, small parts, it seems to be their inclination to eat them. Yeah. <laughs> I can understand Information, that. Then. <laughs> About that blade, the gesture to Bradigan's blade, but also pointing to the giant blade, it is the knife of Fen. Fen? It was a town. A ruin now from whence it was recovered. Once the seat of a colony of uh, giants. It was made for a favored lesser people that serve them. They shrug. Perhaps to enhance their uh, prowess or reward them. More than that is lost to time. And that's Brannigan's blade that they're talking about. So that's, no, that's the giant blade. Uh-huh. Brannigan's blade, they grimace. It is the luck blade. It what has had many names throughout history and has always been elusive. I have heard it said 
that it stays with its owner only so long as they are interesting. <laughs> and then it will well, drop is pretty interesting. And while it is there, it will give them the luck of halflings. But, as promised, I will tell you what I have heard of its true power. When it was made, and no one knows by who, or what, it was forged from some material of power. The dying breath or blood or soul of some great creature. And it carried within it the power of that last breath. Three last breaths. Or drops of blood or bones. You take your pick, depending on the tale. Three times to change the world. Two, the legend says, have been used up. Once. Do you know to do what? Did I not just say, well, change the world? Yeah, the but legend I mean... says it can do anything. Whatever you wish, it shall make it so. The last breath of a creature gods feared. When you say a creature gods feared, I mean, do you mean like. not like a phoenix or something? They shrug. I do not know for sure. Perhaps. perhaps the Tarasque. Perhaps the, the Lightning Queen. There were many titans once. Now there is one. I don't fucking know it. Something I have ever heard the Kraken be called the Lightning Queen. Uh, uh, roll a um, roll a history check. This would be okay. Natural one, but lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Topical. Natural twenty. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just on the it's just on the head. You turn around and you walk. Face first into one of the posts holding up the <laughs> tent. You kind of stumble for a, you know, like your right. nose hurts like pain. Yeah. It's like buggery, but it absolutely jogs your memory. Oh, oh um, <laughs> You have heard uh, in an old, old tale of the Lightning Queen being mentioned in the same breath as the Kraken. They are two distinct entities. Uh, the Lightning Queen was apparently around in the days of the giant kingdoms. All right. And exactly what their deal was is a bit hazy. Uh, Lightning, obviously. Uh, Control Mm. of storms. A queen. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. yes. um, it's, It's like most versions you've heard, they were they were the queen of the giants. Um, 
something like the old uh, something like the old Khan was uh, for oh, okay. yeah, for, for hobgoblins, a, 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 an entity that united the different uh, giant kingdoms back when the back in the days when the Tyrian Empire was still a republic uh, and had a brief, glorious, world-changing reign. Um, or well, I say brief, like several hundred years before being slain brief for giants. or dying, or it's not really clear. If they were a giant, they were head and shoulders above most giants, pun intended. Right, so storm giant, presumably. But um, yeah, the the yeah, uh, Rakan issue does not seem to know what the source of this was. But um, yeah, that is the that is the explanation they give you. The legend holds right. that it can change reality once more. Yeah, I will relay any of the stuff I know about the uh, the Lightning Queen. How is it supposed to do that? Change reality? How is that supposed to happen? They shrug. You just look at it and go, "Oh, I want it!" Like what? What are you? What are you supposed to do? Well, I have I heard that. It granted the deepest wish or the most immediate desire of two bearers. Mm. One wished to create, so it is said, the greatest weapon, and so they birthed the shadows. Oh. One it is said, wished to bring back someone utterly destroyed. You know that 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 wish, that that apparent wish conflicts with the story that you have heard about Aldrai the Black Scamp. So, yeah. And the third bearer is Jeffrey, who yep. wished that he could <laughs> shit enough to fill my whole bag. Jeffrey Quite raises frankly, the blade. <laughs> no, Jeffrey. <laughs> Honestly, He's done that loads of times anyway. <laughs> the legends tell that you have to have a burning overwhelming wish to change the world. Uh, Jeffrey really loves shitting in my bag. Is it I something think they can already do? Jeffrey. It's not that? really ever been a... Yeah, if it is something they can already do. Probably not. They don't need yeah. to change reality to do that. Mm. They just need to be a fucking monkey. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Jeffrey's a very special monkey. Apparently fucking so. What is this sword? Huh. Yeah. Um... Well, thank you for the information. Yes. Thank you for the tools and for this arrow. Yeah, enjoy the gardening, won't you? (laughs) Yes, I uh, appreciate it. I'm terribly sorry. We didn't catch her name. I did not give it. They gesture and the beaded curtain has dropped down again. And you hear just like a rustling as the... So many fucking... Oh, that was nearly really good. (laughs) <laughs> there is a brief snapping of fingers and just like a poof 
of smoke comes <gasps> out this time. <laughs> I want to be able to do that. I I love them. I think they're amazing. And I, I love them. always shop here. Yes, let's come back like all the time. <laughs> and they're great. Huh. Also, I think what we've learned here is that I should get a beaded curtain for my cabin on the ship. Yes. I'm sure you'd um, you'd do much with it. Mm. I I think I could get a lot of mileage out of a beaded curtain, to be honest. You'd yep. have to um, design one from the ground up, though. It's uh, it'd be uh, very specific specifications. Mm. Oh yes. I don't know, Nate. But meanwhile, he's been watching all of this. Just tilts his head. I'm sorry, I don't know. This is um, this is par for the course. I'm afraid. So what you <laughs> um, mean to okay. say is that your uh, is that your monkey has the powers of a god? Yes, and quite frankly, I think it's probably safer with him than anyone else. Why do you uh, think I drink so much? I am beginning to understand. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this this um sword. I'm we curious now how Branigan ended up with it. Because it goes to interesting people. Hmm. I mean, he wasn't uninteresting, but yeah. not, not on a world-shattering level, I don't think. He was a he mercenary like captain. Blades. It's, it's why it didn't stay with him anyway. Racist assholes. Yeah. Hmm. We didn't hire them. <laughs> I was not aware that was in the offing. Uh, yeah, he lost his sword because our monkey took it, so he got all unlucky, so they all left. Yeah, and some and of... the ship uh, sunk, I think. Some of his previous um, uh, mercenary crew um, uh, applied to join up with us, but there were better candidates. Yes. I see. Shall um, we go? This, yes. Yeah, can I just check this sword that we've got? Um, this wasn't, like, stolen from... and needs returning to anyone, does it? I have never heard of it. Okay. The only uh, way we're going to know for sure is if we um, have a look at its past. But... There is a brief oh, awkward rustling from the beaded curtains, and uh, they push out, and you see... And you see um, anyone who wants to can give me a perception check, actually, because they're yeah, yeah, slightly spoiling their own illusion. One! Natural 20 on a different dice. I'm rolling, okay. I've rolled what, three 20s on three different dice. Uh, oh. no, no, that's a nine. oh, wait, no, it's a 10. It's yeah. a whole okay. 10. Uh, Celestia, you, you're looking the other way <gasps> when this happens. They've appeared out of nowhere. Uh, the uh, cause, and you only catch a glimpse of the robe as they quickly kind of poke through and uh, say, Oh, to use it, they were. Oh, to use it, the word is Athanata. And then put the thank, beaded curtain thank, thank closed again. Where, where did you get your curtain? Athanata. Uh, you can get them in the market. Oh, thank uh, you. <laughs> I'm going to get one. Sorry, uh, Scamp, you are the only person who sees them, just them, in the moment where, as, oh. as they pull open, the, the head of the rope comes down, just <gasps> briefly before they put it open. Um, and you see a tiny red figure, red-skinned figure, uh, smaller than Corzin, oh. the, 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 the robe is meant to make them look I bigger. I hadn't pictured them teeny for this whole encounter. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. Smaller than Corzin, with a little pointed red nose, uh, little black horns, 
burning yellow eyes, like just like two wheels of fire, burning yellow eyes, uh, wings, like black bat wings, and a rangy body just covered in so much imp-sized bling. Just like jewelry. <laughs> it's actually a little gaudy. They quickly put the robe back up and cover it. It was nice to meet you. <laughs> they do not respond. You, you make your way out. I'm getting a beaded curse and there's not a soul alive that can stop me. <laughs> no, let's go to the market immediately. Yes. By all means. <laughs> you spend um, two gold pieces Thanks. on a very fine purple and blue beaded curse. <gasps> I love it. Like a peacock. Yes. And then you make your way on and out of the city and onwards to, to Teope. That is where we will pick up after these no doubt important messages. <laughs> Welcome, traveler, to Rakanisho's random rarities. We have all manner of things for the discerning customer, or the less discerning. This rock will speak only the truth when it speaks at all. This lamp contains a spirit that will grant a wish if your wish is to light a room. And finally, this Flintlocks and Fireballs Patreon consists of a wealth of special content, such as narrated audiobook chapters. What takes your fancy? And welcome back. You make your way south along the river. The direction you should be going, Scamp. It feels better to go this way. The... Early morning is hot with some wind, and you find yourself traveling away from the great planned city, out through the outer districts with its many waterworks and canals providing rich irrigation, and upwards towards the lower, more rugged terrain of the hills uh, that serve Odinone explains, actually, as the border between the uh, Stone Guardians and a neighbouring... There we go and a neighbouring Achin nation as well. Uh, They are, as Odinoni explains, uh, atop your vaguely disconcerting false horses. (laughs) What colour are they today? What colour are they today? Today they are rainbow. Rainbow horses, which, as ever, attract no shortage of of attention. One is rainbow stripes, and one is like polka dot rainbow. (gasps) The rainbow spirit has literally the best (laughs) day. Yeah, it's just zigzagging around cheerfully. Uh, (laughs) It's like (laughs) a little toddler. Uh, (laughs) As you are racing along, Odinone explains the Chewa, the sea folk. They live to the east along the coast on the far side of the hills they trade more with uh, with Orcrest than we do ah 
And how do um, uh, the two of your peoples get on? We have had frictions in the past, but they have fared more peacefully with the Jovans than we have. None of their colonies are in the are nearby to them. Right, okay. He shrugs a little. I have not been there often. They have ships, though. Really? Hmm. I'd be interested to see those. He shrugs non-committally as if uncertain whether this is necessarily a good idea, uh, but then offers no further comment. What exactly do you mean by sea folk? Like, sorry to ask, but sailors or a particular type of people? Like the Achin or the Drow are, or the Tieflings? They or... are Achin. They ah. make their living from the sea. They are okay. fishermen and traders. Ah, fair enough. Yeah, I just took them to oh, sorry, people who live by the sea. Wondered. Yeah, no, it's, it's a fair point. Sometimes there are traders, sometimes, uh, what is the word, pirates. Ah. Well, I, I did hear that there was uh, a story of people who actually lived in the sea, but that was a Norit tale, so um, mm. probably true for a given value of true, but um, mm. yeah. Well, you know, you should never deal with pirates. <laughs> Still, we will not be heading that way. We must continue south to Tiope. Mm. And continue south you do for another full night. Uh, you are. You find yourselves uh, having to make camp in a position between. in a sort of a stretch which is lightly populated. There are Achin uh, villages, but there is not necessarily a handy um, inn along the way. So, uh, I guess my question is, what is your camping situation? Hmm. The bubble. Yes. A, little, a little child-drawn house. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you... Yeah. Okay. Straight out of Scamp's colouring book. <laughs> you nestle down in the uh, house. <laughs> Odenone looks at with some wonder uh, and proceed to have a relatively untroubled night. I try and make it blend in with the scenery everywhere we go. Don't worry, you get used to it. (laughs) Do you? (laughs) I need to do weirder stuff then. (laughs) He's just getting too comfortable. You've got to keep him on his toes. That was a statement, not a challenge, Scamp. (laughs) Everything's a challenge. I'm still a bit of a mess, so I think I have some um, some little edibles to try and get some good okay. sleep. You uh, consume a dose of Anaoloda. Yeah. Oh, oh, I've had an idea. Um, hey, if, if you want to see how those um, uh, those beads work, you can hang them up uh, over the door. Yes, let's do that. Okay. Can I hang so? <laughs> they rustle slightly in the wind. <gasps> I love them. You'll have to have a word with uh, wheels to make sure that the door to your cabin uh, swings the right way, otherwise it's not going to work. Oh, 
I will make it work. I'll yeah. put it the place the door isn't swinging. I can't yeah. remember which way that is. That's the outside of the door. Put it on the outside. Excellent. And know it's my cabin. Yeah, the door's swinging. I, th- I think they already know it's your. That'd cabin. certainly work. <laughs> <laughs> It'll have beads on. It'll be cool. No, I shall door- usher people in. I shall emerge <laughs> from the beaded curtain. Come inside. <laughs> Necessarily, the doors have to open inwards because otherwise, anytime someone tried to get out of their cabin, they would cut off the entire corridor. Oh yeah, yeah. tiny ship corridors. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. So, I would like each of you to oh, roll me a d100. I accept oh, Celestia. What? Why? Except Celestia. Okay. Celestia, if you roll above a fifty, re-roll. Okay. 83. I just rolled 2d10s, so I'm going to do that again. <laughs> what was yours? Well, I mean, if you can tell which one's 10s uh, and which one's units. <laughs> no, but I rolled two, two d10s. <laughs> Neither of them, oh, like, no. oh, it uh, could be either way around. So Cosm is 83. Scam? Uh, 94. 94. Uh, three. Okay. The three of you, in turn, dream. Corzin. You find yourself dreaming. Okay. You find yourself dreaming of the valley, the sunless valley. Where the Hachnar were, you find yourself reliving the experience, going back down and in, across the, across the, um, cavern, the chasm wall. But you remember fight, you, you envision fighting off the Hachnar again, scrambling into the safe place but this time when you reach the room with the underdark plants you're too slow you're not quite fast enough to destroy the creatures above they descend and you watch in horror in this nightmare as they drain the last of Celestia's blood. Mm. And the pair of you flee down into the long chamber, and flying after you is the grey, colourless form of Celestia Stardust. You wake with a cold sweat. <laughs> Scamp. You roll a 94. You are running through dark fog. Just running and running. And someone is calling your name. It sounds... It's hard to work out who... For a moment, you're sure. Scamp, you think wisdom? Scamp, 
Scamp. No, victory. Scamp. Clara. You, the ground beneath you is, it feels strange, wet, squishy. And just as you think you can see the figure ahead, you trip and fall and the ground begins to absorb you. You awaken in a cold sweat. Oh. Bad dreams. Celestia. You dream of running, but it's not you doing the running. Instead, you see a dwarf. A dwarf that you've never seen before. Ah, they are short, stubby, by dwarf standards. Uh, so, taller than a halfling, but you know, around four foot, mm-hmm. um, you want to say. Uh, maybe approaching the upper threes. And they have a bushy silver beard. Uh, the There are a couple of pieces of um, beard jewellery in there. Uh, the small rings that you associate as uh, being considered particularly feminine uh, dwarf uh, beard wear. But they look, but only a couple of pieces. It looks as if much of the beard jewellery is gone or Mm. been lost. The beard is not well combed either. Neither is the shock of uh, silver hair uh, on their head. They are dressed in what kind of look like uh for want of a better word almost um fatigues um not like combat fatigues but like an engineer's fatigue someone who worked in a metal uh, uh, with metal or uh, someone who they are very practical there's a practical jumpsuit not unlike benny's actually Mm. um but it is torn it is scratched they are bleeding in places and they and you hear the sound of just (laughs) 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 laughter from all around them they are running through forests deep forests and something is chasing them you watch as they turn they raise up what appears to be a musket uh hurriedly reload and fire it the (laughs) the echoing laughter falls away for a few moments and they just rather than trying to stand their ground and fight they just keep running again and because this is a dream you see glaring out of their of their forehead a five-pointed golden star you wake confused not frightened the drugs didn't actually let you have much fear you like you're weirdly relaxed but just a little discomforted just weird yeah Yeah. um was i them or no you were watching watching like like an outside observer Hmm. 
almost like you were part of a group chasing them. Ah. Could it be an eye thing? Uh, conceivably, you don't know. <laughs> or maybe this is just weird drug dreams. Might be just weird dreams. <laughs> yeah. Ah, weird dreams. Yeah, me you too. too. Oh, lots of weird dreams going around. That's odd. Mm. I dreamt I was a small pig in a pasture. Oh, was it? Your was that a nice, nice one? I mostly went around saying oink, oink, oink. Mm. <laughs> of course you did. You were a pig. What else would you be doing? That sounds lovely. You know, I think I've had that dream before. It is quite pleasant. (laughs) Why have I never had this dream? I want this dream. Sounds fun. All right, just just getting the um, uh, the crazy stuff out of the way. It wasn't the same dream, was it? Um, Causing will give a uh, a very brief. We all recount our dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Um. No. Apparently not. Then. So that's good. All right. All right. So it wasn't that. All right. I, I, I suppose it isn't beyond the realms of possibility that we all just had a bad dream on the same night, but that does sound a bit convenient, doesn't it? We're all fucking mm. paranoid as shit, aren't we? I mean, we all often have bad dreams. We do. It's that's not, not that's unusual. That's not unusual. But um, that they they call spirits dreams. That's that's the term they use. Yes. Do they, do they actually affect? Dreams? Dreams could just be the closest translation that uh, uh, that fits for what they are. I... Or they could affect dreams. They could affect dreams. I got the impression from Lord Anone, I look at him, that spirits were sort of from the dreamfold or of the dreamfold. He shrugs a little. My uncle is the one there. I, they are... Dreams that are awake. Hmm. But I have often heard of wisdom being passed on in dreams. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'd often thought uh, dreams were just a way of your brain making sense of everything that happened to you while you were awake. Because some things, I think you'll all agree, don't make any sense at all. Yeah, but also we know that dreams are, can be magic and that there is a place where you go, so I think there's a bit well, more yeah. to it than yeah, that. Yeah, I think that's why we all read into our dreams so much these days. Because we know they're actually happening somewhere. It and trying to kill us actively. Yeah, It does potentially. rather change your perspective on them when Before. you've actually been to the place where they mm. occur, I suppose. Doesn't help with the whole nightmare problem, uh, for context, um, though, just just to give you a little, little point, the, the dreams were particularly pronounced the previous night. But I'd all like you to roll a d100, please. Well, Another, no. Another one. Yeah, just 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 for the just just for the sake of this. Sixty-two. Okay. Seven. Yeah. So the previous night, um, just for context, uh, Celestia, you had a dream that your face was replaced. Oh, that's happened before. <laughs> yep. Just, just replaced by some rando uh, stranger's face. Um, Scamp, you got a three? 
Yep. I'm coming back to that. Causing, what did you get? Yeah, because didn't. A seven. I got a three. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, uh, what was that again, Causin? Seven. Okay, Causin, um, you had a dream that. uh, You uh, you had a dream about one of your old battles. Actually, you had a dream about the battle at uh, the battle with, I think it was the Fawn. Uh, way, way back, shortly after Celestia and Scamp joined the crew, except that you got injured during it. Um, but Molly was there tending your injuries, <laughs> like just oh, yeah, gosh. just standard dream stuff. Hmm. I hate to interrupt, but um, in the most on-brand thing to ever on-brand, I'm 27 now. Huzzah! Um, <laughs> yeah, we've just birthday. passed midnight. Yeah, I turned an age on air. Oh. <laughs> Happy That's brilliant. Happy birthday. Thank you. Birthday time. It's my birthday now. Really. Yeah. That means you can open your presents. Let's put do. this entire thing on hold. So <laughs> <laughs> no, let's let's open them really loudly on air and not tell anyone what's in them. <laughs> it's your birthday, so the DM is not allowed to kill your character. Uh, I love that I turned an age on this podcast. That's really fun. Yeah. Anyway, please carry on. <laughs> Scan, you had a dream you've had before. Oh, of no. Standing in a field or in, a pl- in just an empty black void with a full-length mirror and the mirror breaking into seven pieces. Mm. Now I think about it, I also had creepy dream before. Um... Which yeah, is also I'd... a creepy dream I've had before. Ugh. I had a creepy what? dream of something that happened to me once, which is that my face got replaced. Oh, that is weird. Mm. <laughs> By sheer accident, I happen to have rolled trauma-appropriate dreams uh, for that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but if it helps, the, the night before that scamp you dreamt you were selling flowers out of the back of a small pushcart. Aww. <laughs> Maybe that scamp's true calling. <laughs> that would be so Who cute. Will buy? I, just, I have this weird <laughs> urge to become a florist. You'd be a lovely florist. Mm. But mm. also, there was a void and a mirror cracking into seven pieces. Oh, that too, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. You'd never get coronations the exact shade of your skin, though. <laughs> I would. Yes. I'm magic. <laughs> I mean, yes, you are absolutely magic. That's yeah. my point. Being is, coronations aren't generally <laughs> horses. Generally, aren't rainbow. But you but make an excellent be. point. <laughs> Throwing that out, these are excellent. Oh, 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 dear God! Are so you going to make them ride the rest of the journey on like giant roses, giant carnations oh. now? <laughs> I'm going to make plant horses. <gasps> they look. With like flower ho- manes. They look like horses if you made horses... Right. You remember way back in episode, I want to say like four or five. Intimately, four, yes. When, <laughs> yes, uh, when uh, Corzin was dying from filth fever. Yes. And, yes. You had, and there was that, uh, and there was that horrifying Fucking mobile egg. plant. Rose bush. Yes. Yeah, the ro- yeah, the ro- which you had to get the flower one. off. Yeah, you had to get the seed pod off. Yeah, it looks like you made two horses out of that and gave them manes of flowers. Like Got a hankering for eggs suddenly. Anyone else? <laughs> Never. Um. Um. 
Scrambled, definitely. Mm. Yes. I, I do actually have some we picked up back in Inyan. So Ooh, we can make eggs. That I don't know. Make some scrambled eggs. <laughs> having no idea. Be good for first that breakfast. Was being mean. Um, <laughs> great eggs. <laughs> yeah, just so long as it. Yeah, um, not hard boiled. That, that's that, that's the thing. <laughs> However, these disconcerting dreams aside, you pack up your camp and carry on your journey to. Of course, it never has ramen. That's going to be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> and um, carry on your journey to the city of Teope. Teope is a city that rises. As you get closer towards the hills, the rivers begin to run more at the bottom, or the river begins to run more at the bottom of a deep valley. And built above this river, not perhaps not too far from where it goes up into the hills to the source is the city of Teope. Like Inyan, it is constructed within the remnants of a Cloudwalker settlement. But where Inyan was a Cloudwalker city, this was a fortress. Pure white stone is built, it forms an almost sort of circular wall going straight up from the base of the valley along the side of the rising hill. It's quite... If you're thinking sort of like Minas Tirith, you're in the right sort of area, but not Stepp. Okay. Like the city Gon, the city in Gondor in the Third Lord of the Rings. Film. Oh, yeah. Yeah, to get into the right yeah. mental uh, image. So like the big white city. Um, you're not too far out but just imagine like the tall bit where denethor leaps off and it's okay. just that all the almost all the way down on mm. one side okay um the that is the outer wall and you can see through places where the gates are open um and it sorry it does actually step but um it kind of steps outwards with more of these high walls at each at each level going down. So it is a slightly stepped city built up. And you can see giant uh, Cloudwalker architecture built into the sides of the walls in some places, it seems, um, as if they were... But kind of in a way that doesn't entirely undermine them. You notice that each of these wall-side... Chain, uh, wallside um, accommodations has solid doors of what seems to seem to be burnished bronze built into them. This was, although uh, although it is somewhat um, civilian, it is meant to be defensible. And you do notice again the designs or uh, the designs of bastions, where at some point, presumably, artillery of some sort sat. Now they serve as posts for archers, or again for a small contingent of griffin riders. You can actually see a couple of griffins circling the city, keeping an eye out. But at the very top, you can see a hint of how this fell. 
for the upper levels of the white stone are not pure. They are marred, looking as if they were melted in place by some force long ago, by great fire. You can see places where it looks from a distance as if the stone bubbled and then the bubbles stayed in place. Mm. There is, although they are not blackened, they're still white, clear white. They're, they have the look of, they have a molten look to them. Instead, the Achin have raised the top of the citadel higher. As you see, four spires of shaped wood rising up one taller than the others in the centre, and three more equidistant around it. Odenene looks up from the plantors. That is the seat of the High Queen. Hmm. Wow. It's a beautiful place. Ridiculously beautiful. The seat that he's um, gesturing at, that's like big for a giant, yeah. Yeah. So the city that they're gesturing at, for for context, going top to bottom, uh, I would say that because they kind of span from literally the top of the near of the valley to the bottom of the valley, plus a bit of height. If you were to trace it from the bottom of the walls to the top, it would be close to four hundred feet in height. Mm. Yeah, that's big. Yeah, this was this was, and the walls are thick as well, as you see as you begin to approach. Uh, as you are coming along the river, actually, you approach at the bottom end, um, and you can see that there is a large and heavily defensible gate that uh, leads out towards the river, where rich um, fields of maize are growing. Mm. But there is a Play, there's a well-maintained, uh, packed earth road that leads up towards the gatehouse. And there are, once again, a series of guards. Um, and you do find yourselves paying out another four silver pieces for a gate toll uh, to, uh. Get, uh, to get inside. But, uh, and this time, though, there is... Um, there is actually a longer wait. Not because there are more people, but because you are stopped being three clearly non-achim, and there are decidedly less foreigners that you can recognise around the population here. The You you, you hear Odinone engage in a fairly involved discussion. There's a two-minute wait. Another achim comes down with um, a with a sort of sash of uh, brightly patterned blue and white uh, uh, cotton. They have a discussion. And they go away, and another person comes down, wearing uh, what appears to be a lo- one of those sleeveless long coats in blue, with black uh, repeating patterns on. After a few moments of further conversation, you are waved through by the guards, and the Achin, uh, who has come with you, 
uh, introduces themselves. <clears throat> they do the, they place, as ever, one hand vertically to their breastbone uh, in greeting. Ha lo. Hello. Odenone has explained your purpose. Yes. Um, you are. Pleased to meet you. Yes. Ah, Huranare. It's nice to start us. Nice to meet you. I do a bow with a hand at the chest. They're a, they're a bright red achin with uh, black hair and wearing. Uh, so so the so the blue coat actually kind of slightly clashes, um, and they 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 have, of all things, just can't help but notice they've got really thick eyebrows it's like, like they got two caterpillars when you're like trying to talk huh. to someone and you're just staring at their yeah. eyes like bushy like, oh yeah sticky yeah, no. out yeah just just oh you try to you're focusing on what they're saying but your eyes just want to <laughs> <laughs> just want to drift up to them you can see Odinone pointedly not looking at the eyebrows as well <laughs> um mm-hmm. however though yes I will escort you to upwards to one of the council spires. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. The three of you follow suit. Four of you follow suit. Bless Jeffrey and Marjorie. Um, <laughs> you are escorted upwards through the city. The ci- this city is... Well, the main streets are wide, and there is one main street that winds up the city itself, this one being designed, built for giants. But many of the side streets between buildings, especially here on the lower levels, are not. In fact, many of the houses seem to have been built in the times of giants, uh, sized for humanoid size for human sized figures and this is your first sight of densely packed achieve still not cramped by the standards of joven cities but um more dense than you've seen, given uh, given the predilection for space that the Achin have. People are... Interestingly, there is more of, a, of an... Ang- almost an anxiety down here. People are a little bit more frantic in their movements, a little uncomfortable. Um... It doesn't seem to be from anything, but you notice. But they, but there, there, there is often. A f- but you notice that Achin uh, go out of their way to avoid, say, brushing salt shoulders in the street. Which, for those of you who have been, uh, and since all three of you have been to a crowded market in Alessant before, um, you know that that can be a commonplace occurrence uh, where you're from. Less so here. There is the, the there. There, you get a definite, uh, and it does seem that the people down here are largely the poorest, the ones with the least elaborate clothing. Mm. 
As your escort, uh, Hurunare, brings you further up the steps, I'd just like to point out, you are walking up 400 vertical feet of steps now. Oh, uh, well, close to three hundred because um, there's the spires at the top. But yeah. I have a little question, actually. Yeah. Take a grief for fire eyes. Yeah, was this where she wanted us to go? No, she... I've written it next to Tia. Pay. I got really confused. Uh, her no, wasn't it further? Uh, was it not? Um... Kawigode. Yeah, Kawigode. If I remember, the Yam Yamso. Uh, the Yamasaw. House with blue green walls. Uh, the Yamasaw are the children of the sky. They're the mm-hmm. ones with. They were the. They were the ones who sent the Griffin Raiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sorry, the map I have is so low res I can't actually read oh, the it's names. Okay. Uh, the. Uh, however, I believe what you are thinking of here is the. So I'm sure I find the, the names here. Uh, so. Uh, I believe she is originally from the Anawa. Yeah. Uh, so cool. She want so that city was south, more or less directly south of Thunder's Watch. So I'm just grab, grabbing the map uh, as well here. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to slow things down. Oh, it's okay. I have no. It's important. The problem with you with digitizing my notes is if that if you know I'm, it's not here, we can just talk about it later. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, Imitar. Very similar. Imitar. Uh, oh, so it's not that's unlike Imitar. I couldn't read my own writing. I no. have written. Uh, it. <laughs> yes, her companion is in is in Imitar, which is it's part the, of the. Oh, I have written Imitar. Square. I've just written it in a completely irrelevant bit of this page to everything else I've written about her. It yes. is actually on this page. It's just in a place <laughs> where it looks like it shouldn't have anything to do with her. No, uh, Tekakwitha is uh, originally uh, Anawa, so cool. uh, you would uh, uh, not uh, Panuki, uh, but she did provide a bit of information about the uh, Panuki and the Yamasaw. That's why I've got it all written near each other. Yep, yes. cool. Sorry, my bad. No, Please no, no. carry on. Uh, so, no, that's uh, t- uh, uh, so no, you do not have a contact here. Uh, besides, of course, uh, Odenone and now uh, Hurinare. So, you are brought up uh, through. This would be. Yeah, eight levels of city. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Get the workout today. Divided through about 40, ver- 40 to 50 vertical feet of stairs okay, each day, time. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, you... Everyone here must be incredibly fit. Uh, that's the thing. Yeah, people here have good calves. Mm. Uh, there is the, the, there is a lot of... Uh, the, you notice uh, there are very few pack animals here, unlike mm. elsewhere, uh, because people, when they need to move things, seem to use one of two techniques. Uh, either putting it into a back basket and carrying it up ah. or hoisting it up. As you notice ah, that uh, in there are some there are few portions of the city which are seem to have almost dead drops built into them. Uh, which Is looking at you realize were probably designed to be just drop things on attackers coming from below. Oh fair. Is this staircase like a straight staircase? Uh, it curves along the exterior. Mm. All right. Um, of course, it's going to go scamp, scamp. Can you imagine what? sliding down this on a tea tray? Oh, wow. That would be yes. fun. <laughs> it that does. Would be really fun. Uh, you do kind of have this thing where it goes 
uh, diagonally up and around through about three of the stories. Then you have to walk vertically along to the other side through a gate uh. in a step, <laughs> up another three stories, along through a gate in a step, and up the last the last couple of stories um so it's actually it's not all one staircase but it is involved uh, but no there are actually dead drop sections where people coming from the lower levels could have been essentially been murder hold and had attackers throw things down on them and the achin have inventively established a number of uh police uh, of police uh so there are hoists with essentially essentially like cargo dumbwaiters and teams attached to something not unlike a capstan who can with just muscle with just just yeah with just just muscle power uh hoist up uh various goods it is actually slower than using the stairs though uh which is why they do not just use have some sort of lift system going on the lifts are definitely cargo lifts. Boo! You eventually, after like half a solid hour, it would probably, it certainly feels like, uh, of climbing stairs, and one break halfway through, <laughs> for of about uh, five minutes, where her and Ra and and, and Ode both sort of. Give a slightly Can't fault you on your defensive design here. <laughs> and then carry on the rest of the way up. It was, it's made worse by the fact that the stairs are shallow because they're done in that one long step, one short step design that's meant for giants and their servants. Yeah. But you do make it to the to, to the topmost level, as it is today. You can see that there was. Oh, there were higher levels still. Up top here, you can just make out beneath the shaped wood walls the half-melted remains of some great castle. Mm. This final keep at the top of this citadel. What but, happened here? Yeah, it is long gone. And grown in and around it are the four spires the you can actually see what look like roots of wood wrapping around and anchoring into the remaining portions of the cloud walker keep these are built the, the architecture is not unlike that of the sanctuary uh, something vaguely reminiscent of, of a stupa, almost, in design, of uh, going up to a single point at the top with multiple levels inside, but writ large. The tallest of these goes up another hundred feet. Wow. Entirely. You, however, are escorted to one of the three on the edge. Uh, going inside... By the way, as you go further up, the houses start to get more sparse, there is more space, and people seem to get richer. Um, so here on the top level, you're seeing people with lots of very colourful, very uh, ornamented uh, garb. Hurinare leads you into one of these uh, external spires, where there is a hive of activity. 
various, for want of, as far as you can tell, uh, Achin civil servants <laughs> seem hmm. to be moving around, uh, engaging to their in various administrative tasks. But there are a number of small bowls, not bowls even, but grown into the wall, um, bowl-like depressions in the wood filled with crystal clear water all around this bottom area and uh, just all along the walls and floating in them are sometimes a few petals uh, sometimes you, you'll see like a small um, you'll see a branch of wood that looks to have been burned and flittering around-ish these but not with the same intensity that you would see else in, in a true temple are spirits mm. in slightly greater concentration than elsewhere in the city. But as ever, spirits flock to people. Hmm. I'm going to ask both of both of our guides. If you don't mind me asking, if it's not invasive, um, what, what, are, what do those do, the bowls of water? The uh, Huronare friends... They are for the dream uh, speakers to deal with. They help to uh, honour the dream, hmm. the dreams in general. Is there any, any kind of equivalent in hmm. the uh, Regency Church? Uh, looking at it, these resemble a lot the small minor shrines that you would find around the outside, around the early parts of any church or, ca or cathedral back home. Right, okay. But rather than having like little icons above them, these are just bowls with a few things floating in. Something, it's as if, it's as if you took the process of making an offering and deliberately stripped um, away almost the religion. Mm. So hmm. this is an any dreams welcome sort of situation. Yes. Hmm. I like that. That's nice. So it's very different in a bad way where I'm from. This is nice. You see Hironori open their mouth and then shut it again. Uh, what were you going to say? Sorry, I'm so nosy. You don't have to say it. That was rude. Yes. I have heard many bad things of Jova, but that is neither here nor there. You may have the room that was assigned to him. Uh, and without further comment, he leads you up a set of stairs mm -hmm. to um, I want to let the um, Rainbow Spirit pop over the bowls and see if it's interested. It flitters yeah, well. around for a little bit. Same with the uh, octopus. Yeah. They both nod by. They both seem to flitter by. One of the uh, attendants takes a small cone of incense, burns it on the edge. The little uh, the uh, and the octopus uh, kind of flitters around it for a little. Uh, uh, kind of tilts their head, shrugs. The smaller fish spirits, though, do flutter around it for a little bit as the incense burns down. Hmm. Hmm. New experience for you? The, um, Bivlin Octopus shrugs. <laughs> I think 
correct me if I'm wrong, but I think what the Rainbow Spirit does is it dips in all of the bowls in turn and then just does a little, like, wee circuit and then comes back to me. Yeah, um, <laughs> it does, pretty much. It, it tries everything and then comes back. Um, vaguely interested, but doesn't seem to be as... doesn't seem to be quite as sustaining a fare as, uh, as it would like. Oh, no, it just has a go. Yeah. I don't think it does yeah. it's just like, it. It's like going through, through a buffet and just having one of everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Returns with all the canapes. <laughs> <laughs> so, you are led up to uh, an apartment. Essentially, uh, there is a uh, there is a mattress uh, as well, and actually, you can see several uh, thick uh, rugs have been at some point sprawled out uh, into a into mattresses. Uh, effectively to allow for a larger number of people, certainly larger than the four of you. Uh, there are some... There is a large table, again of this beautifully shaped wood, polished, varnished, uh, and, a, uh, and a set of drinking vessels in, ceram- in painted ceramics. There is uh, a window as well, circular, with um, shutters which you are able to open and get a good view of the city from. I would like to ask, uh, is this a place where a lot of um, uh, pilgrims come? Yes. It is the seat of government, but also it is where the wisest dream speakers join the council. That's what I was thinking. All the council are uh, Anwa. Some are accepted for their skill, their wisdom in other ways. So not not all of them, um, not all of them are dream speakers. He shakes his head. No, that makes sense. Only councillor. We buy in handwriting. Uh, only hmm. Councillor Tula Notare in the current High Council. Ah. Fair enough. You are in Coun- High Councillor Serunanunde's spire, but the Councillor will not speak to you directly. They will okay. debate on when and where the, to speak to you, and then you will be called. Okay. Fair enough. Please, remain here for now. Of course. All right. Sure. Food will be brought. Thank you. Renara Much obliged. Gives a little machine uh, salute and then closes the door. Well, this is all very civilized, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I like that as a religious thing. That's cool. Well, I think we've seen pretty much um, extensive evidence at this point that um, while spirits do tend to congregate around um, religious people or figures, it's absolutely not a requirement. Mm. It's nice. Odinone looks a little uncomfortable for some reason. You can see him a little agitated. You're, You're all right. right. Snap. We 
we are guests, but I do not think we are allowed to leave. Oh. Why not? He looks around a little anxious and um, points to some points to the ceramics. And you can see behind it there is uh, still. Uh, you can see behind it there fallen off the table onto the floor. There is a slightly dented uh, what appears to be a tobacco tin mm. uh, with a. Uh, it's just it's a it's a, a fairly plain uh, plain tin with a little um, symbol of uh, mermaid on it, mm-hmm. um, but it's definitely it doesn't appear to be a chin and neck. Huh? Would I be able to make a guess as to where it was from? Ah, uh, just looking at it, uh, could have been picked up in any port town in Java. All right. What makes you think that, Ordinary? They... I understand they hosted the thief here when we did not know what he was. Oh, I see. Right. So this is as much like a a cell as though as anything else. Why have they posted us here, then? They, We're outsiders. They don't necessarily know that we can be trusted yet. Yes. They don't, do they think that we we stole stuff? I do not know, but I think they are perhaps being cautious. Yeah, oh, best we can fair. do is just show them that we have nothing to hide and that they have nothing to fear from us. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, good luck to them keeping us here if we decide we don't want to be here. Quite. I don't Let's think hope it doesn't come to that. <laughs> yeah. Is it? Is it sacked? We do want to be here, yeah, and hopefully there's nothing hostile going on. Is this place a sanctum? Uh, is there? A, how, how do we easily tell? We should have a test for this. Well, um, um will I attempt try to send and read you a message. Mind. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I try to read Corzin's mind. Corzin, what are you thinking? Uh, cause if um, if Corson knows that Celestia is uh, trying to uh, read his mind, then he will start thinking about the lyrics to, ooh, uh, yeah, Randy Dandio. Yeah, you just hear a chorus of evil, evil. <laughs> yeah, um, it it is working. Yeah, it seems good. Go. Yeah, it's working. All right, well that's working. All right, yeah, I don't think okay, it's working. <laughs> Good. Well, then that's okay. Yeah, I'm not reading your mind anymore, want. by the way. You can think about whatever you like now. <laughs> Thank you. He continues to think about um, shanties for a while, just just, uh, just because. I don't read his <laughs> mind any more than that. <laughs> yeah. I, I respect his privacy. <laughs> after a little yeah. while, a little bright, bright uh, red-feathered bird flutters to the window. Ooh. That's Hello. Pretty. Hello. Tilts its head to the side. Odinone sits down, kind of on the chair next to it, goes and sort of looks in. Odinapato, no, no. 
peeks closer. He takes a little bit of tortilla out of his pocket, out of his rations, and feeds it to I was going to say, has anyone got any food? Uh... Oh, so much food. We've all got food. Do you know this bird, or is it just a friendly bird? It is just a bird. Well, Are you talking I... to it? Not as such, but he shrugs. I'll like pick some seeds out of the um uh the uh, travel rations I've got and uh, offer it to the bird. The bird is um a little bit less instantly comfortable with you as it is with um Odenone, but it seems calmed by uh, by his presence and does peck the the seeds out of your hand. Cheerfully ah. enough. Seems to like that. There is um, a slightly awkward cough from uh, Odenone uh, himself. I turn to look at him. It is not exactly speaking. More it is um, a trick you learn as you get older. And if you spend time, you can do a little more with it. Oh, well, I've heard uh, there are some uh, uh, very clever people who, who can have animals relay messages for them. Is that what this is? So you were kind of talking to the bird. Ah. Not in words. Hmm. Birds don't use words. Hmm. But if they did, the word would be bird. (laughs) I hate you. I hate you so much. Well, we finally know what the word is. (laughs) It is more... very late. ...sense of... If I, uh, is there anything we especially want to know? About the place? Yes. I'd like to know if the people who are keeping us here are angry with us and if we should be worried. That's my, that's the main thing I want to know. I know it's kind of boring, but. No, it's a good, useful piece of information to know. Oh, no, no, no. Looking a little awkward, as if what he's doing is slightly taboo uh, to do in public. Leans to the bird, offers a bit more bread, some seed, and... (coughs) Just starts whistling at it. The bird. Gently, kind of like, runs a finger across the crest at the top of its head. It tips its head... dips its little body twice and he leans back, closes his eyes and the bird flitters out of the window. Hmm. Doesn't really say anything for a couple of minutes. Oh, it's a Marjorie. Oh. Is it a Marjorie? Everything all right? I mean... 
uh, Scamp, did, did it look like it could be something like Marjorie? Well, just because mm. he's gone all not here a little bit. For the pair of you, uh, causing the Celestia, you saw no spirit interaction happen here. All right. This feels a bit more like when um, Celestia conjures darkness or dancing lights. Hmm. Oh, something in- inherent. Or like when Scamp does fire. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, retaliatory fire. It uh, seems to be something in- inherent. This, I don't know. This feels like an attuned thing. Didn't see any Yeah, spirits. but the effect seems to be that like, I can see through Marjorie's eyes. That That's true. That feels like what this is. So, what's it only? Maybe say with, that, the, um, with a normal bird. Mm. Yeah. But anyone can do that? Odinone does not respond to you at all. He can't hear you. He's doing a Marjorie. He's totally doing a Marjorie. Oh, right. That's what I'm saying. It's it's not the same spell, but it... Maybe that, but yeah, but well, with, I mean, that's with a bird. Good to know. Rather than like a Marjorie bird. What are you saying about Marjorie? I wasn't saying anything about Marjorie. Nothing at all. Odinone, unprovoked, says she has found Huranare. She will follow. Doesn't say anything else, but after about 12 more minutes, Odinone speaks again. They have found the Counselors. They are discussing. It is heated. Oh. Alright. One of the. One is saying they should just take the relics. And one is. One is making the case that we they should hear you. One seems conflicted. They are they are angry about Bearlock. Well, understandably. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, they don't need to take them. We'll give them. I mean, do, do they think that we're trying to keep them? No. One says they should take them and make you disappear to be safe. Oh, the others nice. do not Dis- agree. Disappear to be safe? Uh, they, they should murder us in case we take anything else. Oh. <laughs> the queen does not appear to be here. They are deciding whether to bring you to her. Wait. But Nono's eyes flick open. I think they may have noticed the bird. I Ah. have left her to be safe. Fair. Thank you for doing that. Please um, do not. Mm, do my not lips are sealed. 
Mm. We won't tell anyone. Mm -mm. Thank you. Mm -mm. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna cast Comprehend Languages while we're just hanging around. That's a good shot. That's such a good idea. So sensible. Oh, okay. Scamp. Roll. Uh oh. Two D ten, please. Um, eleven. Okay, you manage to complete Comprehend Languages about a minute before the door opens. Nice. <laughs> and um, there is, uh, and you see a Hurinare reappear as well as a uh, as another Achim carrying a tray full of various food uh, items mostly filled tortillas uh, and hmm. some drinks the council will see you do you need to eat first not necessarily no uh, no, I think we're fine. Thank you very much. Yeah, we he don't want to, to keep the them waiting. He nods to the other Achene, he puts the tray on the table. Come, then. And beckons for you to follow. I do. You. It takes you about three more minutes to get to where you need to go. Um, Just on a whim, Rainbow Spirit is going to ruffle Scamp's hair and... Um, just fuck about with Corzin's tricorn and like make it drop into his eyes and then put it backwards and then put it back forwards and spend a couple of minutes like comically straightening it and you both get inspiration. Oh, thank you. <laughs> the uh, as you are walking down the spire and along, there... D eight right or is it D ten? D eight. You do see an Achin who is walking by. Glance over at this with some interest, <laughs> um, but they seem to have business elsewhere. Especially seeing in the company you're, uh, be, who you are being accompanied by, and they uh, ca carry on without interrupting you. You are brought from one of the outer spires to the central spire, which seems to be built over the most intact portion of the old giant keep. You are led up a series of grown stairs and into a quite richly decorated um, sort of atrium hallway initially. Uh, it's not actually carpeted. Uh, the there, there is just a there is a grown wood, um, a shaped wood uh, flooring, but there are finely coloured and um, patterned, uh, almost like tapestries, wall hangings either side, as well as um, decorative, uh, essentially like oil lantern holders mm. uh, made of uh, what appears to be, uh, yes, gold. They're just made of gold, <laughs> or at least covered mm. in it. Um, actually, there's, uh, yeah, there's, apparently it's, common enough that uh, they'll just put that on, on lamp holders here. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> so, as you approach, you are led down this atrium towards a large cavernous room. And you can hear somewhat aggravated Achim 
uh, Panukia Chin uh, to Corson and Celestia. This kind of just is just sort of no, not not but no, no, but no. Scamp, however, you can hear a conversation. Uh, the conversation going something like this. It is for that reason alone that we should not trust them. Who knows why they would bring this back? Perhaps it is a rival faction of some sort. They are seeking a political gain here. I do not feel this is the case. We need to consider that their intent might be true. We thought the intent was true of Balok. I know that... I know that they were false. And this, if anything, is proof of why we cannot trust the Jovans. I know you were hoping for advantages from them. Damn the gunsmith. I was hoping that... Never mind. They have arrived. They turn and you watch as um and you and you can see you come into a throne room it is a throne room sized for giants what remains of it so it Mm. is vast and the up the the lower portions of this chamber remain intact fine white stone fluted columns of Cloudstone in the ancient Cloudwalker style. Achin hangings have been uh, displayed down the sides and in places one or two of the original arched windows uh, window ways still exist to give light. But the roof was long since slagged by whatever melted it. You can see in places where there is where the wood joins and grows over it, the bubbled stone. The rest, the remainder of this chamber has been finished by an arched ceiling of shaped wood, from which hang long uh, a number of uh, vines almost that grow out of it and terminate in softly glowing bulbs. Bright, bioluminescent almost in their feel but giving off a warm yellowish light mm. enough to illuminate this uh, chamber at night the floor carries um, the floor being stone actually does have a, a sort of central carpet that leads up to a raised stone dais upon Upon which sits a throne, beautifully carved, beautifully worked, um, in a style almost, um, almost alien. Uh, 
flowing, flowing metal, a, a design, a style and a design that to a viewer from Earth would look like a mixture between classical Greek um, designs and 1920s art deco. Made of a mixture of gold and mithril. Uh. And sat upon it, you can see there is brooding, one cheek resting on a fist in that very kind of Conan the the King style, (laughs) is a yellow-skinned Achin with white-tipped feathers and golden irises in a black and yellow long coat with a sleeveless coat with tunic and trousers. She has um, gold woven patterns into the uh, long coat instead of black on, instead of black on yellow it's uh, more yellow on black more gold on black in this case and she has a circlet um, upon her head of what appears to be woven golden mithril and looks up studying you her eyes don't narrow but they do run over each of you as you approach. Ahead of her and below, gathered around a table, a circular table of shaped wood, are three more Chin, the three counsellors, who turn as you enter. The queen calls out to you. It actually um, calls out to you uh, at first in Hatnotatnya pauses, raises a finger. One of the counsellors, a uh, black-skinned, um, like jet-black-skinned um, counsellor, urchin with yellow-tipped feathers and golden eyes, uh, puts their hands together and murmurs softly. And several of the just spirits that are just flitting around this palace come by a little something like a dragonfly something like a bird something like a floating fox seem to focus on his words and then they each seem to melt into a wisp of gold to your spirit sight and pass into the Actually, sorry, no, this would be gold. Into wisps of silver and pass outwards, striking the tongues of the two other counsellors and the queen. The tongues to your your spirit sight seem to turn silver for a moment before fading. And the queen then says to you, in fluent Joven, Approach, travellers. I do so. Yeah, we do. Furunare bows his head slightly and makes the sort of uh, achieving gesture of greeting. I follow him. Yeah, we'd return it. Yeah. The queen doesn't do the exact same gesture back, but instead 
does a strange gesture where she just raises two fingers upwards and inclines her head. Which is not really a gesture you've seen anywhere else, but she's a queen, so apparently the rules of etiquette are different. The uh, counsellors, however, do mimic the same uh, hand-to-breastbone gesture. The Anhurinare says to you, Travellers, may I present Queen Tia Panoke. Counts, uh, he then gestures to the counsellor who appears to be a dream speaker. High Counsellor Tulanotara. A gestures to another Achim. These other two do not have feathers, they have hair. Uh, one is the first one is bright blue with black eyes. So the so it looks so the exterior iris uh, so the exterior um what would be the whites is black as with all Achim, but the iris is black as well, so he just looks like he's just two black orbs. Mm. Like you sometimes see in um tieflings. Um, he has long white hair though and um, he both he and the other counsellor appear to be quite old actually you can see the wrinkles and lines of age more in the dream speaker than in this one you would peg them as being the older one in their 70s the younger maybe in their 60s they gesture um, Hurunare gestures to them high counsellor Anatonako, and finally gestures to the third counsellor, the youngest, you would guess in their 40s, with red skin, red eyes, and hair which is red but black at the tips, um, tied back in a ponytail. Counsellor Serunanunde. The queen gestures to the table. You, I understand, you have brought what was taken from us. Yes. Yes, um, thank you for seeing us. Yes, we do appreciate it, and, um, it is, it is why we've, uh, uh, come here largely to speak with you about this. Yeah, I guess we put everything on the table. Yeah. Yeah. I, Do you put how everything? much difficult? Yeah. How hard is it for me to take this amulet off? Make a wisdom save, please. <laughs> okay. Um, seventeen. And how many days have you worn this for now? How long's it been? I've Close not taken to, it off. Yeah, it's been. I can have a look at the date. Actually, it's the twenty-first. It's been ten yes, days. Yes, the twenty-first of full ripeness. You got yeah. it on the. Um... That's just that'll be that'll just about do it, but you, like as you try to take it off, you just find your whole body turns south, and you just mm. there's a moment where you just stare into the distance, before with some effort you take it off. And okay, sorry, that was harder than it should be. You, you've got it. You put you go to put it on the table, and it actually takes several seconds for you to get your fingers to release. You right there, Scamp? Yeah, it's fine. It just doesn't want to come off. Of course, it doesn't. It wants to go south, like you do. Yeah, I just 
I've got somewhere... I've got to go south. I understand. I don't. That's, the... that's not actually a normal sentence. The oldest counsellor, Tulanetare, the dream speaker, leans forward. How long have you worn that for? It was really useful, so I kept it on and to keep it safe. So a couple of days, quite a while. Like a, a week? Day, a week, a week. Astounding. And you were not harmed by it? No. You didn't look like you were being I mean, harmed. I mean, I... You've been fine. No. I've wanted to go south. Yes. But that, that's kind of where I wanted to go anyway, so it didn't really... The blue-skinned counsellor, Anatanako, snaps at uh, Tulanatari. That means nothing. We have not seen one of these... Child, what is your name? Uh, hi, I'm Scamp. Nice to meet you. Anatanako nods. I have not encountered one of your kind before. What is the name for your people? Oh, I'm a tiefling. Thank you. We have not encountered tieflings before. It could be that they are not harmed by the amulet. That's Even possible. So. What would have happened if either of us had worn it? You would have been in great pain, said Snap's amateur Tanako. Well, we ha yeah, we did have that. Good job we? that we didn't do that then. We look, um, we have bought these things here in recognition of the uh, fact that they were taken from your people, taken by people stolen. Let's let's be. They weren't taken. They were stolen. Yeah, taken implies some form of accident. This wasn't. Yes says the youngest counsellor. Yes, they were. Why do you bring them back? Because they were stolen, and that's what you do with stolen property? Yes, they were. Um, well, let's... Honestly, though, we did also want to ask some questions, but these are for you regardless of whether you're happy to answer our questions. They are yours. Yeah, if you if you said fuck off now, we, they, they'd stay on the table. Um, but I will be going south. I think it's important. <laughs> Councillor Anatanako opens his mouth as if to say fuck off. Um, <laughs> at which, um, at uh, which point... Um... Sorry, I can't remember. Did I actually uh, mention uh, the youngest councillor's gender or... I don't think you did. Okay, sorry. Not uh, sure, actually. They are a she, um, mm -hmm. in this particular case. Um, the. Could I have the three councillors' names again? Actually, I got yes. the. I got uh, Tilmatate and I got Sarah so, Moray. Yes. Uh, I didn't so, get the middle one. Uh, so yes, there is Tula. Uh, uh, Tula Natare. Uh, Natare. Who, Tula Natare. Tula Matate uh, is someone we've already met. Yes, Tula yeah, Matate is someone we've already met. Sorry, they've, they've <laughs> limited so, ones to break up. I may have to ask you for the uh, spellings of this late, the later mm -hmm. book. And what was the second one? Um, then there is Councillor Anna Tanako. Anna Tanako, that's the one that I didn't get. Um, 
and then uh, Serenanunde. Serenanunde. Yep. And the queen is High Queen Tio Panoke. Um, hang on, could you say the third one again? I'm so sorry. Uh, t- Sero. Serunanunde. Serunanunde. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tia Panake. Sorry, Tio Panake. Tio Panake. Tio Panake, okay, right. I'm not sure I was getting people's names right. Sorry. So, the. Let's just change that. Cool. Uh, sorry, yes. Um, so, Serenanunde, uh, she um, turns and uh, <laughs> you see, uh, uh, sh- you see, she turns as if to make an acerbic comment, and Anna Tanaka opens his mouth as if to uh, as if to say, "Well, fuck off, then." But the queen holds up a hand. Wait. You strike true to me. She looks at each of your eyes. Before I render judgment, ask your questions. Oh, this is your territory, darling. Yeah. Look at Scamp. Oh, dear. I should have thought this through properly. Um. You're searching for something. Talk about that. There's a gateway. I told it was on top. There's one on top of a mountain. It's the easiest one to get to, but it takes us somewhere. Do you have sorcerers here? Is that a thing? Do you have another word for it? There's a brief moment where they uh, frown as if it doesn't directly tra- they don't, it doesn't quite translate through the spell. This might help. Um, somebody else called them with regard to spirits or dreams as you call them. Somebody called them uh, someone who burns from within. I don't know if that hmm. bridges the gap at all. Someone who can do magic without and um course and we'll just gesture to the spirits around them Tulanatare, the oldest counsellor I mean, if, if you have spirit sight you should be able to see they look different the queen looks at him he narrows his eyes yes you do child so there's a we found a circle a magic circle that looks like a lot of thing, a lot like things that the cloud walkers had. And I can use them, and I think there there are more, and I'd like to learn more about them. And there's, yeah, there's this door somewhere, and that thing, the, the this this amulet, it's a key for it. I think it's important that I go there. And to the top of a mountain, there's a a place for people who do magic like me. The youngest counsellor says, Prove it. 
Make them prove it. You would know okay. how. Um. Juliana, sorry, puts up a hand. Please. With, if you are what you claim, then Ooh. hold no device of many metals, no wizard staff or rings, and I will see if you call upon the dream, but work, work a spell. Okay, um, uh, here you go, here's all my things, there's a lot of them. <laughs> you just like oh. put a whole bunch of stuff onto the table, there's... Yeah, there's, there's a magic stick, mm -hmm. there's... There's the statue, there's my bag, there's all the stuff. Um, I'm going to give Jeffrey friend. <laughs> Jeffrey, you hold this. Um, Jeffrey quickly closes their hand around friend with a surprising amount of sleight of hand, just like as if they are... To a degree, you feel almost certain that no one in this room would have seen the tiny skull. Mm. And the other skulls are just in my pack, I think. Yeah. I've yeah. put them in yeah. with all my put staff. The on, on the table. Okay, unburdened of any possible staff or wand, uh, with no rings upon your fingers. The okay. old eldest counselor nods to you. I'm going to do a thing that I've not really seen other people do. Um, and I'm trusting with you with this one, okay? Because I think it's dangerous if other people learn it, maybe. They nod slowly. Okay. And I will dimension door if I can in here. Where do you want to go? Just across the room. So not like, far. So like, just to the opposite side of the table? Yeah, like, not far at all. Not far enough yeah, to be, like, like, threatening. <laughs> There's just a... a you just focus, do the gestures that come naturally to you, just instinctual, and then... <laughs> There's a brief sort of inrush of air where you were, and a puff outwards of air where you are, as the displacement happens. But that's all. You just are not and are. And the reaction is immediate. Just all of the Achin in the room just... <gasps> Stumble backwards. There's shock. There is surprise. They're like, uh, Tula right, Natare is looking as if he has seen something he has never seen before, and he's pretty old. He's seen a lot of shit. Yeah, it's a loss, isn't it? That uh, Anna Tanaka says, "You how? How did you know uh, that should? It is impossible," says Tula Natare. And yet. It's not uh, impossible, it's just unlikely. No. If it is impossible, then you are, and the queen interjects, one who burns within. Could it be? I is would not believe. Had I not seen with my own eyes 
and yet. The youngest counsellor stares with a mixture of intrigue, a little fear, and uncertainty. Doesn't comment, just watches. Is, is it a, a bad thing here? Probably should have checked before I did all this, really, shouldn't I? Oops. <laughs> In spite of himself, the eldest counsellor smiles. Be at peace, child. It seems there is... Yes. Those who burn within are the names we give to the first, the greatest of the cloud walkers. They who could do the impossible, who wrought reality as if it were clay. Jeffrey can do that now. Does rather <laughs> sound like you, though, Scamp. Well, I don't do well. Sometimes I get. Sometimes I want things to be different to how they are, just a little bit. Well, you're an exception to a happens. lot of rules, aren't you? Like just a little bit. I can feel something's going to happen that I don't want, and then it it doesn't because I don't want it to. Hmm. And I thought it was just, you know, wanting it and it being a coincidence, but I don't think it is anymore. It's not. No, there are lots of people who want things very much that it that just doesn't happen. If someone's going to punch me in the face, I can want it to not happen as much as I like. It's still going to happen if I don't dodge it in time. Yeah, yeah, I have to do something in order to stop that from happening. It doesn't just not happen because I want it. But different with you. So, there have been records of strangers of many kinds across the centuries who came from abroad across the seas. Some who came in ships. Some, it is said, flew. And some found their way. It seemed by no means at all as if they had but walked there through a strange path. I think that's the path I'm looking for. We do not know where they went, but the records speak of each of them having great power to reshape the world.
but they did, we know from here, go south. To the mountains. We were told a mountain. Yeah. Which mountain? I do have a name if you can't remember, but you were. Uh, I have no idea. Uh, it was the mountain of uh, Hayuka Hasapa. If you say that name, then... Yeah. I yep. look to scamp as to whether they say yeah. it or not. Mm. Yeah. It is the tallest mountain. Yes, the, that's the one. Of the oh. sky claws. We've got a climb coming. <laughs> nah, we've got a fly coming. <laughs> yeah, we just, Have fair. you a map? Do we have a map? Uh, I think you do actually have a map. Uh, all, uh, like it's a little sketchy, but you do actually have a map, which I think you acquired from, possibly from Tekka Yeah, actually. I was going to say, did yeah, we not we get did. one from Tekka Yeah, we did. Yeah, of course we did. Um, so. I imagine Corzin's got that. It yeah. feels like the map haver. So uh, He yeah. will bring it out. Take the map. Uh, Tilanatare draws a line south from where they are. T.O.P. is actually... Approaching the hills, but actually on the edge of a great forest, and far south, many, many days uh, by flight, magic horse, take your pick, actually longer, because magic horses don't do well in woodland, um, there is the tip of the sky claws. His finger follows along the whole length of the sky claws to the point where they reach a great desert. And... Points not to the very edge, but a little bit in from there. That is Heyuka Hisapa. Sorry, again. Is Heyuka Hasapa. Hmm. Um, Where as, the, the rivers intersect? Uh, so, going all the way south, uh, look at the edge of the desert. Ah, right, okay. Yeah, it's uh, not far from there. Kind of at the point where the two... You see how there's forest on either side? It's around about where the edge of the two forests are, right in the dead centre. So it must be worth sailing down the uh, uh, the coast and going inland from there. Yep. Uh, you reckon it to be close to 1,200 miles south. Yeah. Oh, that's a long way. Sorry, twelve. yeah, 1,200, 1,200 miles. Oh, that's quite far. It is yeah. about the length of Jova. Mm-hmm. I don't suppose yeah. there's any of these circle things nearer it that you, you might know. I've got a picture of one. I'm yes. find my sketch. Show me. You examine. You show him the sketch. He nods. The and they they as they frown. Siren and Nande taps their finger upon it. She says that I have. I have seen a drawing of such from those who went into the deep woods. Yes, long ago, there is the ruin of Then. It was a cloud walker city. Yes, we, Fen. Fen. Jeffrey's got a. The, this knife came from there. 
examine it. Apparently. Sir, um, Sir Nanande, who uh, the, the other two actually look to her to examine it. She appears to be the one who has the most knowledge of these types of artifacts. Extends a hand to the monkey. Jeffrey. Jeffrey, don't make us look bad, come on. <laughs> With all grace, Jeffrey hands over the blade. Sorry, I just look at her. What manner of creature is this? This is Jeffrey. Hmm. Monkey, we think. Yeah. Zerunanunde reacts as someone who has possibly never heard of a monkey, or possibly just believes that monkeys are like this where you're from <laughs> and seems to take it in stride um she d- takes up draws the blade from the s- sheath examines it and with some reluctance hand like and with a ch- with looking at Tulanatare who gives a subtle nod hands it back to Scamp, specifically. If you are what you say. Uh, I don't know. Use it well. I don't know what I am. That's kind of why we're here. I was hoping you'd have some answers or could help us find some. Do you I know? can tell you where within the forest it is. I can, suppose you've got the picture. We can find it, yes, in the rare courts. Very helpful. It is not as detailed as that. You get the feeling from what she describes that um, you won't be able to get a full gate signature just from the picture. Damn it. But uh, she does actually uh, send Hurunare away and after about later on about 20 minutes later they do bring an old scroll which carries a depiction of what appears to be a gate in some sort of chamber overgrown with uh with uh foliage that annoyingly does not have a complete inscription on it um but is nevertheless recognizably uh one of these gates one of these platforms so you know it exists, and she is able to... She looks to you. Are any of you able to read your position by the stars? I should be able to have a fair crack at it. Um, so, as well as this picture, um, which actually they don't give you the original scroll, but they do make you a copy of, um, she is able to provide you essentially with a star chart map ah. of its location so with the aid with the with the handy aid of actually this is part of your navigator's equipment and astrolabe yeah uh, i have navigator's tools and yep. i mean sailoring if that would come yeah. into this yeah with with a sextant and an astrolabe you will be able to find the precise location and the precise location uh one moment while i just measure this this map on the chat. Yep. Uh, uh, oh, sorry. It's the old. It's the one that was. I can put it. Don't uh, worry. Don't think I have it on this computer. You're actually. all good. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's about close to three hundred and fifty miles, almost directly due south. 
card. Mm. All right, 300 versus 1,200 is different. Yeah, yeah, it does change things slightly. It is... Beware. It is through the forest. What's in the forest? Forest terrifying cause in Keep With The Program. Yeah, no, I mean specifically. The there, there are a lot... Complete sincerity. <laughs> there are a lot of forests, Celestia. I, I, that's not being very specific. All the woods are horrifying. Yep, and never found a good one. And these are the same. Right. The outer edges of the woods are safe enough. But go deeper than a day's journey. And you will enter the ruins of the Cloud Walker Empire. They may Places hidden from view, sealed valleys, so that only those who knew the way could find them. Ah, okay. Many, once, long ago. But the buried serpent made war upon them. She looks sad for a moment. A war they lost. Mm. And when it was done, it cloaked the center of Sunder in forest Mm. to seal away the places they hid. Ah. And other things took residence. Okay. What things? Creatures at first, but also the... She looks as if she wants to spit lesser gods that fell in the war. The Buried Serpent's minions. They were bound. But as the Empire fell, their bindings loosened, though were not undone. Those creatures would-be gods pressed to flesh still roam within. Okay. Okay. That's horrifying. Hmm. Um, this bound serpent, what did it, what did it look like? It's a weird question, I know, hmm. but we killed a serpent thing that said it was a god. Um, I just wondered if it was a relation or similar or something. That's a good point. point, actually. It is... It was... The... Great... God. She looks as if she's saying a dirty word. 
of the Yorn-Ti, our ancient enemies. Hmm. Right. Not made of fire by any chance, was it? Bill, it is depicted as a serpent with feathered wings. Oh. Did ours have wings? No. No. No, no, it's more like a giant lava eel, that one. <laughs> no, ours was more like an eel without wings. Yeah, that's relief then, because... <laughs> I mean, if it was that, that one, it's dead. That would have been fun, wouldn't it? <sighs> Sorry, that was um, a weird day that it would take a really long time to go into. <laughs> there are things out there that believe themselves to be gods, but yes, aren't. one of them calls itself the regent. Quite <laughs> right. right. I like you. Oh, sorry, that's you're I I should be more respectful, but <laughs> She seems Cause is just silent through that. Yeah, a little nonplussed by this by how positive a response that got. <laughs> almost as almost as if she was trying to antagonize you and it just completely backfired. <laughs> <laughs> The one person we'll... that could have antagonised just stayed quiet quite smartly. <laughs> we all have a bit of a, a complicated relationship with religion, churches. Mm. Yeah, to say the least. Yeah. Well, take this advice. If you go into the woods... Do not draw attention. Do not make oh, no. loud sounds. Oh no. Such right. as those your well, these these guns create. There's a pause. I notice that you are well armed. It uh, pays to be prepared. Name again. Corzin. Hmm. Oh, I don't think we did that. Celestia Stardust. Nice to meet you. Hello. Hmm. I think we forgot. (laughs) Are you a maker of such weapons? Not really. I understand the principle, but I uh, I lack the uh, the fine skill required in order to actually make them. I could possibly um, uh, explain to you how they are made. We are able to make simple ones, but the the thief promised me an armorer for our aid. Uh, Bastard. Right. I mean, I, I know a little bit. I, might, I used to work for one. That's true. Scamp has They're more the knowledge the of the manufacturing of these things than I uh, do. I can, I, I can teach uh, people how to use them effectively, but um, the actual making of them. I started no. using guns like a few months ago for the first time ever. You can't really use them where I'm from, so I'm not yeah. your person. Happy to help in other ways if I can, though had a member of their expedition, a dwarf. They 
claimed to be such, but when they stole what they came for, these fled. And I indicate the items on the table. She nods, yes, these. Uh, sorry, uh, sorry. Uh, yes, yeah, she does nod to those. These. Very well. The Queen speaks up. Is that all your questions answered? Well, I was going to ask about um, what uh, what the people who stole these from you uh, offered you, if anything, in return. Because I, I, I can't imagine that you'd have given them up just without there being the promise of something. Serenanunde's face just sours. They lied to us. They said they were here on a quest of knowledge. They asked to see, to hear the stories, to see the relics for themselves. We did not know they were looking to search out what they planned to rob. Oh, wow. They offered... many things. Uh, An armorer. Someone to teach us how to make better arms. Ones that can compare. To break us from our reliance on... She gestures to your armaments purchase buying from abroad. I understand that. He said he had the ear of your the Orsirian queen that he could intercede to make a clearer treaty. Ah. Wow, they really went for it. Convincing. Ugh. Well, I can see why you'd not trust us coming here doing pretty much exactly the same thing. Yeah. Even though we're not from all Syria, we are people coming in and saying, oh, we want knowledge. Yep, fair play. It's not much difference, really. Really not much at all. The the, the other councillor, Anna Tanaka, just snorts. The big important difference is we're not here to uh, to do anything like they did. That's that what anyone would say. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. And words are kind of meaningless. Yeah. Well, then let, us, let our actions speak for themselves, then. Queen Tia Pinocchio says... And so they shall. But first, are your questions answered? I think so. I... 
Got a message scamp. This feels like a bad time to ask if we can borrow the key, doesn't it? Oh, I'm totally going to do it, though. Go for it. Good luck. Um, When it comes to taking this journey south, would it be possible to borrow the key? I, I know that's a lot to ask. Have you any other questions before I render my judgment? Is there anything else we can do that would prove our good faith? Yes. Anything we can do to help? Very well. Your questions are answered. Yeah, thank you. I have observed you. Listen to your tale. It rings true. She stands up from her throne and, placing one hand to her breastbone, bows her head, bows the upper half of her body slightly. Do it back. Yeah, I return it. You have acted in good faith. Yeah, no, no, just does it like much more. She's like, he's wisely keeping quiet. This is like his monarch right here. It's like, nope, no, 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 no. Yeah, I think we're all following him yeah. in terms of what's polite. Yeah. You have acted in good faith. And as such, I will grant you a boon. Is this... Is the borrowing of this key the boon you seek? Again, look at Scamp. Yeah, Colson's gonna stay silent. It feels important. So, yes, please. She looks to her three counselors. Anna Tanaka says, We cannot know that they will return with it. The woods are dangerous. They might well die, it could be lost there again. Tulanotaro. I see them going south with it or without it. But south they go. The Queen looks to Serenanande. She stiffly nods. Queen speaks up. So be it. We shall lend you the key. But you sought a means of proving your faith. Yes. If you are seeking the ruins of Fen. Successful expeditions to that place have been few and far between. Bring back the piece of our history. Okay. Seems reasonable. You can find 
some part of the Cloud Walker's legacy and return it to me. And so far as we can, we will bring it back with the key. Yes. Yeah. She turns to her seat, to her throne, and makes the two fingers up gesture. The, uh, see, her and Anna just quietly starts ushering you. Okay, we are dismissed. Okay. Okay, okay. We leave respectfully. <clears throat> there is a cough from the throne. And you see Serenananda is holding up the jade key for you to take. Oh, yes, thank you. You can see her, like, her <laughs> hand, like, gripping on it, like it's kind of painful to hold. But the moment you get it, unless you resist it, just, you just auto-reflexively put it back on. You need to get yep. south. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank the you very much. The oldest councillor speaks up. Thank you for doing the right thing. You're escorted back out of the palace and into the city of Teope. And that, I think, is where we can pick up next time. <laughs> Thank you all very much for playing. Thank you all very much for listening. And farewell from all of us here at Flintlocks and Fireballs. Fair seas and natural twenties. It's hard to trust when once betrayed, once burnt twice shy leaves us afraid. Let's mend the tear caused by that thief and find a way beyond this grief. So, gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Calcineer. No kraken storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear.